I can't afford to be around people that aren't willing to elevate their game. Uh, they're either elevating with you or they dragging you. Because there are demands, bro. Facts. Life has demands. It has demands. And I want to say this because I feel like one thing I've noticed is when we talk about our story, I want to I want to make it clear as well that sometimes the most progress and motivation you get is from a period of just being idle. Like when you found that motivation, it was during a time where you were just chilling. Yeah. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of Certain Destiny Podcast. Let's go. This is Daniel Schreiner. Dante Hobbs. And today we have a very special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm here, Josh Mr. Felton. Mr. Josh Felton. How you yes. doing, man? Man, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. Coming all the way from Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yes, well, sir. yeah. From Virginia. And Virginia. We actually here. Got to Virginia. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I go to school in Baltimore. Um, you know, we've been guys for a minute. We go back, both of you guys. Yeah, go sure. back with both of y'all. So. Yeah, Josh has a podcast called Pull Up for the J. You yes. still, you're still doing episodes, right? Every yes. now and then? Yes, every now and then. I haven't done it nearly as much now because I, I've kind of done a lot more writing. But right. uh, I feel like the podcast still goes on. Yes. So, uh, man, we're, we're kind of just getting to it. And yeah. today's episode is about grit discipline, discipline and, and self-control self oh my gosh the timing crazy all right so yeah we're gonna talk about these three things uh where do we want to start man uh just honestly like the the criticalness of these three topics and three uh these three things like why is self-control important in this podcast we're gonna be all like not all over the place but we're just going to be really honing in why self-control is important, why discipline is needed, and why you need to establish a strong grit, mm -hmm. you know, for life's uncertain circumstances or just grit when you're going through trials or tribulations or grit when you're going through a, a good time in life, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just speak on life at, at this current moment. Let's go. Our situations, what has life been teaching all of you guys in this area? Starting with our guests. You know yes. what's you know what's funny about this? Um, I was thinking about on the way here, I was like, Man, I wonder what questions I'm gonna get. Like <laughs> I knew like the topic was gonna be about discipline and so I was thinking like I gotta do some self evaluation by myself, like mm, how disciplined yeah. am I right now? Mm. And what's crazy is you know, especially during the school year when you're in school, it's like you kind of have to be disciplined. Like if right. you wanna get good grades, you have to God, have your no priorities choice, in order. You have to but when it's that period, it's like the summer. It's like, okay, you have a lot more free time. I have more free time now than I have in probably the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, what am I doing with that time? And I think really that was the big indicator for me of like how disciplined, how focused, how determined I am. Yeah. And I think probably the first couple of weeks, it was just about just a bunch of sitting at home. And I was like, man. Like, I'm bored. I, like I, I, I feel, I feel left out. I feel incomplete about something. Like I feel something's not right. Mm. Mm. And then, I just, all of a sudden, just boom! I'm busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Like we've been trying to hang out the whole summer. And I just know. Been, like no one's been able. Literally, to it's get been this, this, going. this right here has been several weeks in the making. We were like, oh, that day doesn't work. That day doesn't work. All right, let's shoot way in the future, and then finally it's here. You and know? for those, for those that don't know, like we probably texted probably in like may we were like oh we gotta do something to get back Gosh. i know and we had our whole schedule playing out and i was like 
we really it's literally like this week is like the only week the whole summer that we both have free all <laughs> yeah. like man we gotta get this yeah. going talk about yeah. life being busy man yeah. yeah so it's 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 definitely just it's been an interesting summer for sure just yeah. the situation is, is, has just been different you know mm. uh, for me it's like actually for both of us it's like our last summer you know yeah so what are we doing with it you know yeah Yeah. i feel like what discipline really is is kind of regardless of how you feel about something still doing that thing anyway Mm -hmm. i don't feel like going to the going to the gym i'm tired i'm whatever but i'm still gonna go anyways i'm still gonna you know do this thing because i know i have to i know i need to i don't feel like going to work i'm still going to though i feel like that's what i see as discipline is that is that what comes to mind for y'all i would agree i feel like discipline like and i think i'm quoting somebody else but like discipline another way of looking at discipline is what do you do when you're at your weakest point hmm. when you're at your weakest point at your yeah, just like like Daniel said when you're not like feeling it at all and it's just like you got to understand that Discipline is going to carry a weight, and it's a weight that either is going to grow you, uh, that should grow you, or you you got to pretty much categ- you're going to categorize your discipline in certain things, really certain things. You're going to be disciplined in watching TV shows, or you're going to be disciplined in doing things that's going to grow you. You mm-hmm. know, and you I feel like you got those two individuals. What are you going to be really good about? Exactly. You know, you know? I feel sense? like yeah, totally. I feel like discipline, even at like the smallest, like. I'm trying to think of like the smallest level you would see discipline. I would say like having an alarm or having a routine in the morning mm-hmm. is kind of discipline because, you know, especially when it's like, oh, you, you probably do it for the first few days. And imagine one day you get tired, you have an alarm clock, you're like, oh, I'll sleep through it. Yeah. And it's like throws your whole routine off, whether you it's like even if it's like 30 minutes, it can throw like an entire routine off for mm-hmm. a lot of people. So I think discipline comes with like, you know, having structure because consistency. Yeah. And and. Obviously, life is going to take things everywhere, so you mm-hmm. never know. But having that consistency, I think, to me, is, like, always great to know that I'm getting something done, even mm-hmm. if it's something super little. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, this can come into play in, like, really anything. Mm-hmm. It can be, I, regardless of how I feel about this, I'm still going to give my all. Not not even just the choice to, like, all right, I'm going to show up. But when it comes to your, your character deep within, how are you going to conduct yourself at work? regardless of how you're feeling are you still going to you know treat everybody with the same level of respect are you still going to show up in in certain people's lives the way you always have regardless of how you feel towards them you know like that kind of mm. that kind of discipline is is really big too cuz it's talking more also about how there is another you know aspect of discipline that mm-hmm. can yeah. go go further than just like um what you do but also how you carry yourself and what you do yeah, I, th- I feel like with discipline, like, I feel like we all have got experience of, of some type of discipline and what it established within our, honestly, our, like you said, routine within our, just our grind, you know? And so for me personally, discipline uh, for me has just kept me kind of grounded, even when I felt like I don't even want to do this right now. Like, I'm lazy or I'm feeling lazy and stuff like that. But I feel like with discipline, it really establishes. What not only what kind of person you are, but the people you kind of go towards, you know. And so, like, you'll know individuals. It kind of just sticks out. But you'll know someone, at least for me, I'll know someone's discipline based off how, like you say, how they carry themselves, what they talk about. You know, that immediately tells me a lot. Uh, just how they live in general. It's just like, you know, I feel like with discipline, 
you, people just carry themselves different when it comes to discipline. And if your discipline is going to show, your your work ethic is going to be different. It's just that simple. Your work mm-hmm. ethic, is go- the amount of effort you put into something and everything is going to be different. It's going to show. I think about Kevin Hart. Kind of my lookalike. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I know. Kevin Hart, if you're hearing this, shout out. Um, but no, Kevin Hart is dummy discipline. And, and one, I, I heard an interview with him and somebody else, and he said, like, one thing he took from his mom was his work ethic. And so with work ethic, discipline is going to be established regardless. And so he said, like, his work ethic is probably the reason why he is as far as he is, you know. Mm, yeah. it, not even just all his endorsements and stuff and partnerships. That man's work ethic is out real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. So it's yeah. just like that discipline to keep going and keep pushing despite how you're feeling, like you were saying, yeah. Daniel, is top notch. Yeah. Do you have anything? Because I, I got something comes to mind, but you, you, man, if you have anything. I was going to say, uh, we'll probably get to talk about this more into the podcast, but like writing down goals. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. To me, uh, I remember I saw it. This was my freshman year, so this was probably about a year and a half ago. Uh, I'm sitting at the computer. I'm trying to get some homework done, but I'm like so distracted. I'm getting all these notifications, and then I was on TikTok just distracted. And I saw a video, and somebody was like, "Yeah, science says that people who write down their goals are 20% more likely to achieve them." And I was like, "Is that right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know if that was. I was like, I "Guess there's only one way, if one way to find out." So. Yeah. I had a notebook that was pretty much empty and I just wrote down about 15 to 20 goals that I could I could think of. Were they like short term or like long term? Yeah, it was a mix of both. So okay. it was some that I could probably achieve. Like one was like probably get all A's or get on the dean's list for my school, which is like a 3.5 or whatever. Um, and then some to as big as like some of them I, I don't want to share because I haven't achieved mm-hmm. them. And some I got are you. like yeah. personal, but... It, like somewhere like long term goals that are probably like two three years in advance. Yeah, bro. I think. Wait, sorry to me. Am no, I, am ahead, I cutting no. you off? No, no, no. Okay. I think it's so important to have goals that you will never be able to achieve until you're dead. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. Matthew McConaughey has a uh, a book called Green Lights, and at mm. the very end, I think he shared ten goals, like lifelong goals. And none of them, I don't actually know, a couple of them were achievable within his lifetime, but most of them you can only check that box once you're dead because he was like, okay, continue or always chase your best self. Continue your relationship with God. Like you will never be able to say, okay, done until you're done, you know, Mm. until you're done, done. Mm. And like, I feel like that's so important to just have a goal that you are constantly working towards Mm -hmm. in your life. Because it's something to go back to, I feel like. Something you said about, you know, <clears throat> and this is kind of, I keep it like a, a mental note for myself, but I, I think I had this conversation with God on my, driving, like, is where my best thoughts come. Mm-hmm. You know, when I drive and me and God have a conversation, and I was having a conversation with God, and I was like, yo, God, I want to know who the next version of Dante is. You know, who is that? I already know you know, and you already see me as that person now. But I want to know who that person is. And so when you said, always chase your best self, like that guy just brought me back to that that uh, that conversation I had with God. And it's like, and even just for myself, it's like, I'm constantly chasing after the next version of me. I always said like way back in the day, like, I want to be the best version of myself. I've always wanted to be the best version of myself, no matter. And a lot of times people say, your best version of yourself is what you do in the moment. 
mm. and what you're willing to do in the moment. That's going to get you to that best version of yourself. Your best version, self, your best version of yourself is in the moment, but there's a better version out there that you're you don't know yet. You know, and so for me personally, and this has always been, I I'm like a as we all are honestly, we're goal oriented men. So it's just like when I'm around myself and I want to be focused and I'm driven. I'm thinking of that person. Like, who is this Dante? You know, is he, you know, is he in his best career? Is he in his prime? Like, or is he, who is he? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. super excited to get to know him because I don't know who he is. I don't know what he's about, you know, and so on and so forth. But in order for me to get to know this Dante, not only do I have to get disciplined and rooted, I got to get rooted in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation. I was like, Holy Spirit, the only way I can get to know my next version is to, to talk to you, is to really understand who you are because you know who I am all of me and I have to chase you and and seek you in order to get to know this Dante because I can't know him without the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. you feel me and he the Holy Spirit is who creates the best version of you exactly you know? mm, I like that mm-hmm. yeah that's real and yeah. it's, it's not like, gonna be I mean as much like you kind of said it's what you do in the moment. Mm-hmm. You can you can change yourself if you make the effort, but ultimately it's going to be God that like really brings out that next version of you. You know, it's a partnership. It's a partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is like it is. God is already got everything He wants for you, and it's already been ordained for you. Now it's time for you to put the effort in. Yes, I, like yeah. you gotta put. There's no way that you can become this person without God. One and first and foremost, but secondly, there's no way you can become this person by yourself there's no there's no way if you're not if god is giving you all the gems needed and you're not putting no effort i'm sorry but you're not gonna get to where you're trying Mm -hmm. to go it is that simple god like god has everything for us but he says faith without or uh faith without works is dead Mm -hmm. period you gotta put the work in Mm -hmm. and so like for a lot of people out in the world and this is my probably my biggest pet peeve. One of my biggest pet peeves is like I can't stand lazy people, and I don't mean to be like I don't even care. Um, <laughs> now that's real. I can't, I, bro. I literally like will eject myself from a crowd of lazy people or just uh, simplistic mentality people. I I cannot deal. And so for me, it's just like. I got my days where I'm being lazy, but I am not a lazy person. I'm mm-hmm. a grind. I'm going to put the work and I'm going to handle business. I don't care if I'm by myself doing it. And if I'm the only person in the room, I'm going to motivate myself. You know, I think that's another form of discipline is motivating yourself. You ain't even, motivation comes and go. Mm-hmm. Discipline is what sticks. Right. So I ain't got to be motivated to do the work. You feel me? I know. No, that, yeah. You yeah. feel me? It's just, it's just like... But when Wait, you, say it again, say it again. Uh, discipline, like, oh, motivation. motivation comes and go, but discipline is what sticks. Yeah. Mm. You feel me? And so, uh, I do a cipher. <laughs> but no, seriously, when you are motivated, that's cool. Congratulations. But when you are disciplined, yes, bro. you are focused. Mm-hmm. You are focused. You're lazered eye focused. You know what the goal is. You know what the you know the W. You want the win, and so you're going after it. You're taking the steps to get there. Exactly. And here's and guess who's providing them. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, come on now, you can't beat that. Yeah. Bro, go off, man. Come on, I'm trying to, man. Yeah. And you know some... what? You know yeah. what? You know what's crazy is thinking about like motivation and discipline. I think the best sign that someone is really disciplined is like when you go a long period without seeing results. Like mm. you're just doing the same mm. thing, mm-hmm. and you're trusting, like okay, mm-hmm. like this discipline is going to lead to something mm, and yeah. it may be months it might take weeks it might be months you might even go through a down period through your discipline right. that's really how you know like 
I'm locked in. Like I got, I trust God. I trust this direction that you know He's taking me. Even if you don't know where it is, like you said, sometimes you might want to have a conversation with your future self, like a year from now, just be like, "Man, like how did you get through it? Or or what did you do? Or like, like that's always something I'm thinking about. Like, man, like what I had a conversation with myself a year from now. It's funny that you mention that because like so. As you already know, I'm a, like an author. Hey, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Own it, bro. I, I'm an author. You know, uh, I'm a published author uh, by the grace of God. But when I was in school for it, I went through self-publishing school, and and like even just the beginning of it. And so in the beginning, like like still thoughts in my mind, kind of thing before I even wrote anything down. Like they give us, they said, write on a piece of paper, write to your write to yourself a year from now. And write down what you want to say. Hmm. What are you saying to yourself for a year from now? I cannot make this up. Crazy how God works. I so a year from now, the book is not done yet, but it's almost there. And I published it in March this year. And so this is September when I wrote this, uh, when I first started it. I cannot make this up, bro. I don't know where my mindset was at all. And something again, Holy Spirit brought that note to me. And so I I opened it up. It's in my safe, good it out, blah, blah, blah. I'm reading it. I didn't even look at it, like, I didn't analyze it to see where the date was, blah, blah, blah. I'm literally just reading it. And I'm like, all right, Dante, you got this. Like, I motivated myself in that moment. And I kid you not, I look at the date, bro, and it's literally a year from when I wrote it. I didn't even. Just out of nowhere, just, you pulled it out, bro, and then it was exactly the year. Yes, oh, wow. It was exactly. You didn't even mean to. I didn't even mean to do it. Wow. I thought it. I wasn't even thinking about today, the day of the day. That was when you needed it, it, though, right? Facts. It's when I needed it. And it's just like, that's crazy. Like, going back to what you said, writing things down, whether it's a note to yourself or uh, or just goals in general. It's just like, that that takes discipline to do anyways. Not a lot of people is willing to write down goals because it takes time. You got time to watch TV all day. But you ain't got time to write down your goals that's going to get you to the best version of yourself. And, and you got to be the kind of person that, like, to be the kind of person that does that, you really have to get to know yourself, spend time with your thoughts, mm-hmm. and just, like, be with you, you know? Yeah. Because one thing I did back in 2020, I started in 2020, and I still do it occasionally, but, like, back then, I think I did it for a year, like, every week consistently. So I just would every, I think, Sunday go on a walk and record a voice message. Like it was not, it wasn't, it didn't have to be about anything. It was just like life, you know, what was on my mind that week and like what happened. And that helped a lot, you know, just Mm. one creating a habit of something that I did for so long that was healthy. to like kind of just get thoughts out there. Um, But also I really got to know myself in that process. And then also I look back a lot Mm -hmm. and listen to, yo, I was, at this point, it's been two years, so I can listen to myself, my mindset two years ago, and sometimes to the day, and it is crazy to see that progress, and it it, it does motivate you. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I didn't, I wasn't even really trying to get, like, grow in this area, but I did, mm. and so I'm gonna keep on going and stuff like that. I like that, and I think that's important because when you have that, uh, that flashback moment, it's just like okay. You you kind you kind of like you said like looking at your thoughts and I've I've heard this probably a lot of times and I've said it myself. Um, you got to really analyze your thoughts. And one thing I think either Joyce Meyer or someone else said is that understand that not all your thoughts are true. 
not all your thoughts are true. That is key. Right? And and understand that you and whatever is not true, take them captive immediately. Why? Because the longer they stay in your mind, I think it kind of said it's in the book, but the longer they, they the longer they stay in your mind, the longer you're allowing them uh, access into other parts of your brain, which is going to like kind of make you think in all different areas or different. Yeah, areas of your life, whether it be a relationship, whether it be school, whether it be family matters, whether it be personal uh, identity, whatever it, may, whatever it is, if you aren't taking captive of those thoughts that are not true, you're giving, you're leaving the back door crack for the enemy or mm-hmm. enemies to sneak in. You feel me? It'll, you ain't got it'll time like for that. paralyze you. Yeah, it definitely will paralyze you. And then you kind of, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever, um, had like a thought, like have thoughts, many thoughts that led you to a wrong crowd. Oh my goodness, man. Elaborate more. So your thoughts control the direction you go in life. Yeah. We know that. And that has been said a million times. However, your thoughts can also control where you go to how you go, like where you go in your environment. Like where you gravitate towards. Where you gravitate more. Exactly. And so if your thoughts are kind of negative or thoughts are immature or even just things okay. that really aren't healthy for you, you're going to gravitate towards that direction of people. And believe yeah. it or not, you ain't got to look far because they're all yeah, around yeah. us. You set the status quo. Yeah, in fact, you mm-hmm. set the status. And so when your thoughts are not right and discipline, rooted in discipline, because discipline, is, it's, it's, it's a challenge to be disciplined because... It's ta- it's discipline. <laughs> discipline will always take you out your comfort zone. Yeah. Discipline will always, without a doubt, discipline will always take you out your comfort zone. The question really is, are you willing to follow it? Are you willing to follow discipline to get out your comfort zone? Bro, because it can, and that is so true. Because even if it's the littlest thing, it's people little. can people can struggle. Like I'm gonna drink four cups of water every single day. Yeah. Like, that's a simple thing, but people will struggle. Stuff, very simple stuff. It will always push you if you're trying to be that consistent with anything. I think, I think, and I think I know the answer to why. Because anything that is is going to discipline us, it not only makes us uncomfortable, but it's hard to maintain because it's now on the table. Like, if you're, if you're having to think about something every day, like you just said, I gotta, I gotta wake. I gotta set an alarm every day. Oh, I gotta wake. Up. For me, I gotta wake up at three forty. I gotta wake up at three o'clock every morning to go to work. And boy, Today? does that suck. Yeah, tomorrow too. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> right there. I gotta wake up. Look, so I gotta wake up three o'clock in the morning. I wake up at three. I have to get up because I don't. I'm back to sleep. And the latest I wake up is three fifteen. Then I gotta leave my house by. Four o'clock or four ten. Well, I'm gonna say four o'clock to get to work on time. Ten minutes before I gotta be there. But if I don't go to sleep, like seven thirty, eight o'clock, I'm gonna be done. You know. But like Dang the bro. discipline is set that every single Wednesday. I can tell you my schedule. Every set that every day is like, yo, this sucks. It's a, am I faithful yeah. in that? Heck no. But now that I know it's on the table. Can I do it? That's the question. It's uncomfortable. And who the heck want to go to sleep at 730? Yeah. Not me. So it's just like, if you're not willing to set that, now I'm just on the table, what are you going to do about it? Do y'all think that uh, it kind of ever becomes easy once you get in the rhythm of things? Or do you think it will always be hard to, to 
maintain any kind of habit for that long and to have a journey with something for that so, long. So I'll say for me, I think the rhythm, at least for like say like my career path, for those that don't know, I'm really interested in like sports journalism, stuff like that. And what I've realized, at least now, is there's no such thing as a routine. Like there's no way to really establish a routine because you may be you may be at the point where okay sometimes you got to work on weekends sometimes you got to work like today i had to cover a game 11 30 a.m usually games are like 7 30 yeah usually it's like if it's a if it's a west coast game you got to cover it at 10 p.m east east time you got to be up till 12 1 a.m writing an article have it sent out and it's like unpredictable the timing is very unpredictable but what i would say is when you talked about discipline getting out of your comfort zone to me like if you really want to succeed like that's that's pretty much a mandatory thing Mm -hmm. if you want to separate yourself like you have to get out of your comfort zone and for me i've always been that's always been something truthfully that i've been like i don't know like yeah i'm I'm always nervous like oh what if i what if i get a no or you know what if this doesn't turn out the way i intended it to or way i thought it would be but i think really man i would probably say like april of this year i kind of hit like something I was like, man i don't care like let me just mm-hmm. like let me just do it on un- let me just be unapologetic with be unafraid and just like step out of my cover zone and i do it more and more frequently and it's still a work in progress but it feels something it's something for sure i'm much more comfortable doing yeah like, yeah. like going for opportunity like different opportunities yeah seeking opportunities whether it's seeking like opportunities with people or, or say it's like somebody that's pretty big in your field or something that you mm-hmm. someone that you look up to and you're like man they don't have time right now they're in a busy season Bro, i feel but that. you don't let that get in your way or you don't let that hinder you or you don't let somebody say sorry we don't have this opportunity available like hinder you from you know keeping going i'll give you a story um i would say i think it was I think it was like March or it was like April or May, right? Right before I got out of school. And I was like, I really want to find like another writing opportunity outside of what I do in school. Cause when I'm in school, I obviously write for my school's paper, or whatever. Mm. And so I was like, man, I really want to cover basketball. Cause like, that's my favorite sport. Yeah. And so I probably emailed about 30 to 35 different like blog sites. Wow. Just like, Hey, I'd love to write. Like you don't got to pay me. I just want to do volunteer or whatever. Wow. I want to get experience. And I probably heard back from, like, two of them. Like, no joke. Like, probably the other 33 did not respond. That's crazy. The other two were like, sure, we'd love to have you on. And so we go through the process, and halfway through the process, you just don't hear from them again. And it's just like, man. I I was so close. And then I reached out. I could have stopped at, like, 35, but I kept Mm -hmm. going. I was like, man. I got two. I I got a response from two. Like, maybe that that means somebody's reading these, right? Mm -hmm. So I tried again, and boom it, it turned into an opportunity where it's like not only did i get to come on but i get paid to do it and that's mm. something i didn't imagine like i was not asking for that but i kept going i kept being persistent and that turned into an opportunity and then halfway through this summer i'm like all right i kind of want to challenge myself some more i want to i want to try again let me let me look at look at another opportunity i want to find another one and so i probably emailed another 10 to 15 and i'm just like man I got her back for one and they were like sure we'd love to have you on fill out this application whatever and um i filled it out and they had like an interview ske- scheduled or whatever over zoom never showed up they never they showed didn't? up they didn't show what? up wow. so i'm just like man like i thought i was so close 
And I could have stopped there, but I was like, I heard <laughs> back from one, like somebody's got to respond. Right. So I kept going and then it turned into another opportunity. So I think to me, I think that was definitely probably a testing period is like when you try, you spend so much time like trying to find an opportunity and it just doesn't work. But you you're you're determined. And like, I also think that's part of like pursuit and grit. Like we were talking about mm-hmm. grit nice. earlier yeah. because obviously it's going to be up and downs in everybody's life and i feel no like doubt, it's like no how you respond to that right like how you take it glass half full glass half empty type situation that can really say a lot about like where you end up a year from now like i think yeah. if i had just given up i don't know where i'd be probably a year from now i guess we'll find out but i there's no doubt in my mind like my situation this summer would be completely different my outlook going into next year would also be completely different and that mm. would affect how I would be a year from now, you know what I'm saying? True, true, true. So, like, you didn't have, there was nothing to lose reaching out to, like, I mean, at that point, it's like 100 at least, right? You know, like, all these, uh, you went and shot your shot with so many different people. It's like, there's there's nothing to lose, really. It's only something to gain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just like that you kept going. Yeah, no, wow. That's, that is consistency and discipline all the way. I love that, you know, and so, like, a lot of people can't say that, you know what, I'm just, why not? Why not shoot my shot? Why not I keep, keep going? going? Yeah, now why not keep going? Because it's like, you're, you're, <laughs> you are you're not only separating yourself from, you know, those individuals that aren't willing to put in that amount of effort to go into no, 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 or no reply back or whatever, but you're also, you're kind of creating not even just creating, but developing uh, that other version of you. Yeah. That person that is not going to take no for an answer, who is going to keep going, who is going to keep pushing no matter what the situation looks like because you, you're you starting to figure out your value. You're mm-hmm. starting to figure out your worth. You're starting to figure out, okay, uh, I know what I know and I know that I know that I know that I know my sports and I know that I know that I'm capable of doing this. And you bring something to the table. Exactly. You bring something to the table. So eventually somebody's going to open the door. And so I think that's, I think that's one of the things that God kind of like, is like puts in our spirit as well. It's just like, keep knocking. He said, I will knock at the door, Mm -hmm. you know, keep knocking, you know, he's going to keep knocking until until we answer, you know? So it's just like, we got to do the same thing. We got to keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking until someone answers the door. Because somebody's going to answer the door. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's going to answer the Somebody's door. going to recognize what you offer. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's just about searching for that recognition, honestly. I like that, yeah. Yeah. And when you find that, it's just like, all right, but I didn't give up. I can't say that I gave up. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference because, again, it goes back to, you know, those two parts of you. And I feel like the part of you that's like the grinder is the spirit. And the, the, the non-grinder is the flesh. You know, the flesh is willing to compromise to the world. But the spirit, Holy Spirit being, is saying, nah, this ain't it. There's more out there. There's better out there. There's, let's keep pushing. The spirit, Holy Spirit, wants to bring us in uncomfortable zones. The flesh wants to keep us in lazy mentality and non-disciplined work. You know, we can lay mm-hmm. around all day, 12 hours a day and watch TV and not miss a beat. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time to eat, then we go downstairs and handle yeah. business. But the di- like when we have that established discipline. So going back to your question, like if it can really establish a routine. To me personally, I feel like I feel like yes, it can. 
um, because it's it's going to be second nature. Mm-hmm. Your your routine becomes second nature. The things you do become second nature. Your thoughts become second nature. Who you hang around becomes kind of second nature, and what you talk about becomes second nature. It's just like, but when you are establishing that that real discipline to get to a better version of you, or just be surrounded by greatness, it's going to be second nature because that's all you're going to know now. You know, you're kind of shifting your brain from. No, no, no. I don't want to be this person anymore, but I want to be this person that's willing to go out and do what's going to better himself. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, for sure. And I think I saw somewhere that like after, I don't know, 12 days, you start, that's when something really becomes a habit, Mm -hmm. like that second nature. Yeah. But okay, so I feel like discipline is is the kind of stuff where you say, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. Self-control is when you say, I'm not going to do this. And then grit is the vehicle that gets you to both of them. Grit is what's like, okay, I don't feel like doing this, but I got to get through this. I have to endure this situation, whatever it is. And then, and then for self-control, it's I'm just I'm I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna not fall into temptation, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold back on not go off on this person, whatever it is. That also takes grit to like just go against your nature. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that's like that's how our three topics tie into each other. Are we podding right now. That's <laughs> what's up, man. Bars. Dang, you just spit yeah. a whole bar right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I love that. I love the grit is the vehicle that can like kind of accompanies both, you know. And so like that self control mm. is willing to like I ain't gonna curse you out, bro. Like be advised, I'm not the one. I be having to let people at my job know that I'm not the one. I am not the one. Yeah. Don't let the hype fool you. This ain't it. Right. So that self control to want to like all right, mm, my nature want to curse you out. My nature want to put you in your place. But it's not worth it. You're not even worth my emotions. Yeah, you feel yeah, me? yeah. And she's like, yeah, going into what grit or self control? What do you mean? Like, are we transitioning? Um, I wanted to about- ask a question about okay. grit for y'all. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a question because with with the situation that happened with me over the summer, basically, yeah, over the summer I worked for a company where you know I just would not be able to maintain the physical demands of that job. And so it was kind of just like, all right, how far do I go with calling this grit? How much do I tolerate? What do I endure? You know, because if you have grit, then I feel like if you really have grit, if you really are like so strong, it can be easy for you to go past what, you know, a limit of yours because Mm -hmm. you're just so used to getting through and enduring everything. So how do you have grit and at the same time, draw a line for yourself you know i would say part of growth specifically is knowing what you can and can't like handle and i think a lot of being honest with yourself because there there comes point in time where it's like you feel like okay like this is a great opportunity for me maybe it's like i'm getting some money or you know this is great for whatever but there's something part of you that says like maybe this isn't like what God's calling me to do or you don't feel like this is the direction you should be headed long term or you feel like they're forcing you or pushing you in a direction that mm-hmm. wasn't originally you know told to you or whatever I think part of like being honest with yourself is like really how you see growth because like we talked about with self-control it ain't easy it's mm-hmm. not easy at all and when we talk about the spirit and flesh like 
there's gonna be that conversation like oh okay like you got that man it's the money or mm-hmm. you say but you know i should i could be putting this energy towards something more resourceful or this is not good on my body or anything like that so i think being honest with yourself is key i know for i know for me specifically i had that conversation like my senior year of high school i thought i wanted to be a lawyer hmm. for years i thought i wanted to be a lawyer i remember i think i read the pelican brief it was like a famous novel or whatever about criminal law and i was like oh my gosh like this is fun i watched a couple episodes of law and order i was hooked i would listen y'all i was hooked so for years all throughout middle school high school i was like yeah that's what i want to do i started applying to colleges thinking all right i'm gonna apply to all these schools a great pre-law program blah, blah blah i think one one month before the application deadline i start having a conversation with myself like you know what I don't know if I really want to do this. Like when you when you have like those essays for those that are in college, you gotta write essays talking about like, oh, why do you want to do this or mm-hmm. what? Like, yeah. What? Why were you so passionate about this? And I feel like I was lying to myself. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I was bro that's struggling crazy. to find the words about why I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was having this conversation with my dad. He was like, I feel like you don't mean the words that you're saying with this. And I'm tuning him out because. The Nationals are playing in the World Series. This is game seven. I'm locked in on this. And so my dad is telling me, like, I feel like there's a different direction that, that that's pulling you. I don't know if you really mean this. And so he called me and he said, you got to be honest with yourself. Like, be real with yourself. Because the last thing you want is to be stuck in a situation long term. And you're like, man, I don't really love this. And you have that regret. I wish I could have had that self-control or I wish I could have been honest with myself sooner. And so at that point, I made a transition. And it wasn't easy because a lot of people who were like, you know, interested in my career path thought I was going to be alert. All of a sudden, boom, you just changed. Mm. It's a big, like, a lot of people are confused. But at that moment, I felt like a huge sense sigh of relief. I, mm. I felt mm. a huge sense of relief. And I just felt motivated again. I felt like mm. I had, I could explain to myself why I wanted to be doing what I'm doing. I felt, like we said, the grit. So, uh, you know, self-control, determination, all of that, I just felt a boost of that again. And really? I felt like that's how I knew, like, I had been honest with myself at that moment. My dad was honest with me as well. And I was able to make that, that change. And I think with any situation, if you feel like you're struggling, like there's that battle, sometimes all it takes is feeling that sense of determination coming back into you. Yeah, mm. and I think that's really a lot of the times how you know like you've made the right decision. Yeah, like one that. one thing like that, what you just said, reminds me of one reason why I asked that question in the first place. Um, the show I'm watching, the mom is a doctor, and her son, her son's girlfriend is also like trying to be a doctor, like thinking about going to school for being a doctor, and the mom was just talking to the son's girlfriend like. Oh, it's going to be this. You're going to be, it's going to be hard. All these things. She's telling stories from med school and how she would just like cry and like not, you know, she was barely getting through. Um, and then the, the, the girl, she was like, is that, is that really worth it? I, like it's, it's that question. Is it worth it to mm. you? You know, you're the only one who can decide, look at whatever it is. Is it worth getting through that? I think is how you're going to know where to put your limit. Is it worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, for her, the mom, yeah, she loves being a doctor. 
and going through all of that, you know, however many years of med school, you know, like staying up super late, all of that stuff. It sounds so hard. That was worth it to her. But for other people, that's way too much. Yeah. So that that really reminds me, like, bro, to be a lawyer, that's gonna be a that's that sounds hard, yeah. you know. So it's just yeah, it's just is it worth it for you to to endure that much? And it was also for me the conversation was like, do I see myself being happy doing this twenty hmm. thirty years from now? And I was like, I don't think I will. Hmm. I I I didn't. I wasn't sure. And I was like, I don't want to go into anything that big in my life. With a, oh, I'm not sure. Like, if I don't feel like God's completely called me, like that sense of direction is fully there, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. So I think when I got that call, I felt like God was really calling me to do what I love sports writing and sports journalism. There was no doubt in my mind, like, okay, like I see myself doing this 20, 30, 40 years from now, Mm -hmm. being happy, enjoying every moment of it. Bro, let me ask you this, because I feel like with the career, even even though me and you have different career paths, yeah, both of our careers, it's like you really have to put yourself out there. You have to kind of pave a path for yourself. You know, my thing is audio engineering. And I've looked a lot, just, you know, done research about it. And it's like, wow, you really have to, you know, you have to like, you have to go out there. You have to chase it, you know, and that's what you're doing. So like what in you, because honestly, sometimes I have doubts. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. There's no doubt that I love doing what I do. I just kind of doubt, like, is it going to be worth it what I have to get through to get there? And so for you, what was, how did you know that it was going to be worth it to to kind of go through everything that you have to go through to get there, you know? Yeah, so my freshman year, 2020 uh, of college, it was all online. So right, okay, that's, when I, when I, I yeah, that's because I was like, huge. okay, we were hanging out yeah, at that time too. because... It was your senior year. It was my first year of college, and we were doing a lot, working on the album and everything. I yeah. was pretty much home the entire year. Hmm. So I go to a school. I, I, shout out Johns Hopkins. Love Johns Hopkins to death. They don't have a journalism program. So after I've got accepted into some schools, rejected from some, I'm like, okay, none of these basically have a program geared towards journalism. I've already made that career switch in my, like, in my mind at this point. So it was a huge leap of faith. Like, okay you're going to a school that doesn't really have a program so you're really gonna have to get on your own like this is gonna be okay you said you wanted it god was like you said you wanted it show me Mm -hmm. Mm. and so the moment i get there i'm online i'm doing i'm doing it uh doing my podcast and i remember they had like a newsletter and so i was like okay like let me let me email somebody see if opportunity comes up and i emailed them i said i'd be interested and they respond like 30 minutes later. Yeah, we have a we have a meeting in 20 minutes. Here's the link. So I joined and it was a very, very, very small group. I mean, it was probably like three people on the call. And so they mm-hmm. were like, yeah, we don't have a lot of writers. We've been looking for a lot of sports writers. So you'd basically be getting experience doing whatever you want. You get your feet wet and everything. And I was like, that's perfect because I don't know what I'm doing. And I remember I had that conversation with you. I remember like, man, I feel like. Like, this is the perfect school. Like, it's a small school. I get experience, but, you know, they have pretty much every every sport, so I can really get my feet wet and do everything like that. And even though I haven't taken a single... I can tell you guys now, I haven't taken a single journalism class since <laughs> I was in high school. Mm. For real. I haven't taken a single one. But I feel like That's being, at a, being at a school where, one, there's not a lot of people... I don't... There's probably, like, 
probably one person I've ever met since I've been here that's actually, you know, in a similar career path as me. And he graduated last year. So a lot of teachers are very invested in the students and they want to see you succeed. So you have a lot of teachers that can focus on you being your corner and help you out with that. And for me, like that was probably better than going to a school where you have a class of 500 people that also want to be like you. Yeah. Mm. And you got competition now. Yeah. You have competition. And also, is it about competition for you though? Not really for me Uh because, but it was mainly about getting the experience, right? Because say you're, you're in a class with like 500 people and everyone wants to do the same thing. There's only so many opportunities I can go around. Right. Everyone wants to be a writer. I remember, uh, one of the schools I, I didn't get into, their um, their newsletter was huge. And it got to the point where if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, you really had to wait your turn to be an editor. You can only be an editor. Most people were only editors their senior year. It was a tough election process. Some Maybe you, may, maybe you were elected as an editor. Maybe you weren't. I knew somebody in particular that... You know, they covered basically one sport, like equestrian, the entire time. It was a huge, huge program. So their experience in terms of writing was very limited by the time they were done because of how big it was. Well, for me, I was made an editor by my sophomore year because our group was so small. Like, (laughs) it was just like, it was like three freshmen and they were like, all right, y'all are going to be editors because these people are seniors about to leave. And I got experience doing a whole lot, a whole lot more things than I would have ever imagined. And I think for me, like, it was a big leap of faith going somewhere where I didn't know what resources they had. I didn't know what to make of any opportunities there. But I felt like being ambitious, trusting God, and all of that led to something. And for you, I know you you talk about, like, you know, audio engineering. It can be an up and down process. Like, you know, you you told me a lot of stories about your experiences. (laughs) I would definitely say that... um, you're gonna go through tough times, uh-huh. like. But if you know, if you know, if you know, this is what you want to do. Mm. Like, it's gonna make those tough times and getting through those tough times that much sweeter. Yeah. Because you're gonna look at yourself in a year from now, two years from now, and you're gonna be like, man, like I remember when I was going through this tough time. I wish I, I wish I had brought my journal because mm. when mm. I was telling you guys about how I've been writing stuff. So I've basically been writing my day as well as my goals. I've been writing like what goes on through my day, my thought processes, basically for about a year and a half. Wow. And I remember wow, about, I remember I can look, go back through it and see like there are periods where I'm like, man, uh, I'm really, you know, questioning like what does God have for me? Like, I feel like I'm making the wrong decisions. I'm feeling like maybe I did something wrong. Like this is all going downhill. And it's looking at it like, oh, this is three months ago. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like. I would have never thought I'd be here two yeah. months from now. And it's just yeah. funny because it's like... It doesn't have to be that it long. Doesn't yeah, have it doesn't have to change. Yeah, and it's just like, man, like, I I really am glad that I was able to write that out and think about it and, and see where God has taken me over the past year and a half, two years, because so I would have never guessed. It was it was like you got to you got to start to see how real of a possibility it was. Like, I can really get there. And yeah. then it was like, all right. I know this is By like I, this the is real. First month I was in school, I realized okay, I see the possibilities that okay. come from this. And then you're like, all right, whatever it takes. Yeah, I, I've I've tasted it, so I can. I I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna get yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, what that makes your, sense. What was your perspective in that process, though? Like, how did your perspective shift? And when you did shift it, what 
what happened and how did you view yourself in there? I would say I would say the toughest part was probably the first six or seven months mm-hmm. after because of college or uh went I would say first six or seven months from when I knew I wanted to do sports writing. So this is probably I think it was like December 2019 or January 2020 is when I made that decision. I was going to make that transition. And so the pandemic hits in March. And I remember exactly where I was when the world basically stopped me. I'm in the middle of work. I find out I get into Johns Hopkins. I tell my boss, he's like, well, congratulations. But you have to leave because the governor just shut down all public buildings. Last time I went to work, last time I saw a whole lot of people from Liberty, a lot of people from everywhere. So from that moment on, you know, the whole world basically feel like it stopped. Sports stopped in particular. So I have a podcast that I'm doing every week talking about sports. And now everything stops. So I'm in this period. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I thought this is going to be my future. I don't know if it's going to be a future anymore. I I don't know what is going to happen. And so there was a period probably like three, four months from like March to August, July. And I'm just like confused i'm i'm talking to god i'm like what is what's going on here like my first year is going to be online i don't know what's going on the cases are going up like i thought this was going to be my future and now like i didn't realize take this away like i feel like i'm nothing now i felt like when the world stopped like this is my career like i don't know what i am at this point i don't know what i'm gonna do because like it felt like there was nothing for it you it felt right? like there was literally nothing i felt like i was trying to think of something it was literally nothing Mm. and so i'm sitting there and there were probably i remember that that was a time where i really got to focus on the album i really got close with god like i remember we have late night conversations about you know the bible and stuff like that and i remember just feeling this overwhelming feeling of trust like all right Mm. i don't know what's going on in the world these cases going crazy it's protests everything i'm gonna trust and i remember like August hit sports is starting to they're going to start trying some things and so sports came back a little bit slowly but surely and so it felt like a good reset but I felt like it was a time where God basically shut the water off shut everything off and said I need you to trust me before you really get started with this mm. because I had just got started he said nah you don't I don't think you trust me yet your heart's not in the right place yet. right your heart's not really? in the right place and so that was real for me because I, I I was just like oh okay like I I gotta I gotta trust you and so from there just seeing everything I feel like the pandemic as crazy as it was I felt like that quarantine period where everything basically just stopped was probably the best for me spiritually and mm-hmm. best for me mentally because mm-hmm. I I I was so much more motivated coming out of that period and I think everybody goes through a period where like you're either tested or god calls you to like really lock in and you come mm-hmm. out of that period just a whole different person yeah. yeah it sounds like what what one thing i'm hearing like a pattern in that is that hope gives you grit yes that's one thing i keep like mm-hmm. that that i keep on thinking of in your story yeah. that's crazy making it through a tough time or getting a glimpse of like an opportunity even if it doesn't work out to me that's all i need sometimes to just reset myself and yeah. focus back in on what i'm doing yeah, that's real. I like that. I definitely like that. I, I, I like the perspective because it. God paused you. Yeah. God put you on a pause, and He said, "Hey, listen up. Yeah. Know who I am. Trust me. 
let go of worry. I was listening to a, a podcast this morning um, by Tony Evans, and he was talking about worry. And he said, like, worry pretty much is a disease, and it, it amplifies um, anxiety and so on and so forth. And it's just like, when we worry about things that honestly are A, out of our control, and, and B, um, it won't, worrying is not going to solve anything. It's going to make everything worse. And so it's just like, he says there's a difference between concern and worry. Concern is what you control. Hmm. And she said, okay, I'm concerned about my brother, you know, and I can control how much I can concern myself. But worry, on the other hand, starts to take over. And once it takes over, it creates something else in you, and then you're now going crazy. And so worry creates crazy people, concern you can you can control it mm-hmm. and so in the bible god says don't worry you know he says do not be afraid do not worry for i am god you know and so when so when god pauses you so i'm in this season right now i'm gonna pause i'm i don't even know where i'm at right now but uh, but when he pauses you you're at that a yellow light, bro. I know. I'm at, yeah, oh, I like that. <laughs> Definitely at a yellow. God, when green, when the green is coming. Yeah. No, nah, but when you're at a yellow light, when you're when God has paused you or kept you stationary for a little bit, that, that, that can mean two things. I feel like it means two things. One, he's protecting you, but he's also preparing you. Right. He's protecting you from you don't know what the heck is going on. And then he's also preparing you for where he's about to take you. You feel me? Because if you would have took that deal... Any of those deals that that would have got back to you, it's a good thing those people didn't show up mm-hmm. because those could have been protection, and more importantly, probably were protection. But he also prepared you for where you are now, not realizing that this is where you were going to be, and this is exactly where it's going to get you to your future. And so it's just like sometimes small is bigger. I mean, sometimes small is better than large. You see, I can do more with little than you know less or a lot of things. So it's just like. When God pauses, I feel like I'm in this. I don't even know, bro. I'm mm. in. I'm in a yellow light, like Daniel said, and she's like, "This season for me, kind of resembles your season a little bit, because it's like that denial of something that you wanted since you were little, and for it to be taken away. It's just like, all right, God, where are you taking me? Like, I don't know where you are taking me. And it's just like you think about, all right, if this thing isn't it. What am I made for? You know, mm-hmm. who am I supposed to be? What area or what? what is the passion? You know, so it kind of goes back to that passion perspective. Like, what am I passionate about? What what was always on my mind? You know, that sports is always on, always on your mind. And when I think about, you know, just that passion perspective, I like what you said earlier. When it, all right, if you want it, show me. Yeah. You know? Prove it. it prove it. You know? If you want it, prove it. Yeah. And that's your book, bro. How I, badly do you want it? You yeah. know, and yeah, no facts. I like to give a little backstory on that. That book happened in the pandemic, believe it or not. And I had surgery on my shoulder, and I was in my little quarantine because law enforcement we don't get quarantined. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but when I had my little quarantine, I was at um, I was at home for nine days, out of work, chilling, drugged up. Um, prescribed Um, (laughs) but um, I was on my couch I was like laying up staying every staying up every single day 2 o'clock in the morning bro and this kind of ties into grit and so 
I was staying up to like 2 o'clock every single... I'm like, well, well I ain't got to go to sleep. I ain't going to work. So I'm just watching TV, whatever. But one particular night, I was on TikTok. And I was watching motivational videos. And Steve Harvey just happened to come by. And that's my dog. Shout out, Steve Harvey. Um, but I was watching whatever he was talking about. And so I was just like... Yo, this is the, and I was scrolling through so much motivation. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And I'm like, this, my arm killing me right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm numb. But it's so good. But that was when it hit me. I was like, I'm going to write a book. Mm-hmm. And when I said that, it like it wasn't like a oh, snap. like It wasn't like a boom in a moment kind of thing. It literally just said, I'm going to write a book. It was a, I, like a firm decision. Yeah, it was maybe. like exact perfect, perfect description. It was a firm decision. I'm going to write a book. I go straight to my notes start typing whatever I'm typing and it literally is just making sense. In my mind, because I like, I like as you probably know, I love motivating. I'm like, you know, super just go-getter kind of dude and just like, I just start writing whatever's in my mind. Like I'm brained up and everything. And so, I was like, yo, this actually makes sense. So I'm, again, I'm two, it's two o'clock in the morning. I eventually fall asleep probably around like four o'clock. I wake up the, that eight o'clock in the morning and I immediately how to self-publish a book. First school that pop up, self-publishing school, called them. Here's the kicker. When it comes down to discipline, it also is an investment. It's an investment. Whatever you're putting your discipline right, in, you're right, making right. an investment into. So that moment right there when I was on the phone with the self-publishing people and it was giving me all the works about how school operated... In my mind, I'm going through it. I had just enough of my savings, ironically, <laughs> to pay for the school. And I was like, all right, am I willing to make a, an investment into myself? I was like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. And so I, I you had a hope. I had hope. Exactly. I was like, God, I never thought a book would happen mm-hmm. out of me, but okay, you know, I'm with it. You know, if you, this is what you're saying, all right, let's get it. More so a promise, though, right? It was a promise. It was a huge promise. It was a huge promise just because. I had to get it done. You're trusting what God put in you. Exactly. Hmm. I, I and you don't. I feel like a lot of times we don't know what's in us until it, it either a, it gets forcibly revealed, or it just gets revealed off of like a motivation or an event or a situation, or something traumatic or anything. Anything that happens that will that will reveal what's in us will either make us better and change us ultimately. And so this book. It was a commitment. It was like, all right, dang, I did not know a book was in me. Okay, I knew I wrote spoken word, but I didn't think, you know, I never knew. Like, okay, I knew I wrote a lot, but I ain't. Mm -hmm. All right, God, if this is what you, if this is what you're showing me, let's get it. But the thing is, I was like, yo, I don't know what the heck, what am I going to write about? You know, and so it's just like, all right, I had to get committed, disciplined. And so the moment I said yes, the moment I said yes, I, I can't make this up. Holy Spirit made every single... I feel like I was Spider-Man, bro. Man made... Holy Spirit made every conversation I had with anybody sensitive, bro. Every I'm taking advice from everything. God not only did that, I'm now I'm, I'm in a sling, but I'm, I'm really next to the person that's about to help me build this book. Yeah. Not even knowing it. And so her and I get to converse in and... She's in school, I'm in school, and um, I'm in like my junior year of college. And we just, we started talking, I've been to tell my testimony, she had me with the book, and just creating the titles, and again, brain dumping everything. And so like, all of her, yes, all of her, okay, God, if you say move, I'll go. And so, 
every conversation became sensitive, and eventually when I told him, even I cried. He don't. He didn't know it yet. He didn't. Know. Every conversation that we had, even in the midst of me writing the book, I'm taking almost everything we're talking about, mm. and I'm yeah. converting that inspiration. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm getting inspired by conversation after conversation, and I'm taking the not even just the advice. But I'm taking what people's problems are and what they deal with the most, and I'm converting it into the book. And I wrote chapter seven. I can't make this. I wrote chapter seven off of somebody, like, not trauma, but like off of a situation that made her think about her past. Mm. That one situation made the, but bro, I can't leave your past in the past. Chapter seven. Yeah. Like all right, but I, I, and, and I, the thing is, I couldn't lead the Holy Spirit out of the process. I was like, all right, God, if this is your will for me to write this chapter, what needs to be put in it? Mm-hmm. Show me, and so on and so forth. So, going into that perspective part, it's just like when you get that perspective, when you get that idea, when you get that hope, when you get that that glimpse, it's just like you you gotta hold on to that because all right, God, this is what you show me, and I'm holding on to it, and you know so. As long as I hold on to it and I'm trusting you, and you can't go in, you can't trust halfway. You can't either all in. It's like a marriage. It is marriage. You know, when you when you get to a marriage, am I married? Self control. I'm not married, but uh, when you like when you get committed, you're in all the way, and so like. I had to get no committed. No holding back. No holding back. I had to go. And the thing about the book is I knew, actually, I didn't know. What, this book is crazy. I'm not going to cap. It's a lot of vulnerable information in the book. And it's just like the things God kind of had to pull out of me. It was like, God, you seriously, I really got to talk about yeah. Really? This is what we got to do? But not only did it, it needed to be out. But it changed me in the process. Uh, one of the things the author said, one of the like uh, teachers in the school said, writing a book is not about the publishing part. And it's cool, yeah, let's publish. But it's it's really about how you change in the process of writing the book. Mm. And I've changed significantly, significantly in the process of writing this book. And so, like, we're going to change with, with like you said, growth. You're going to change as you grow. You're going to... You're gonna change as you experience more things in life, and as you do it, you're gonna you're gonna look back and say, "Dang, okay." It's really a choice. It's a choice of whether you want to change or not, and it's a choice of whether you want to say yes or no, because that free will. Yeah. If you say yes to whatever God is bringing you, that means, you, like you said, you got to be all in. You can't hold back. You can't be surrounded by people that that don't have that grit which we're about to talk about in a little bit. But you can't have you can't be around people all the time. I'm not gonna say completely shunning yourself away, but you can't always be around people that don't have the same kind of grind you got. I read this quote, it said, and I think I used it as a caption. Uh, <laughs> um, you can't surround yourself around people with one cent dreams or something like that. Like if you one have a cent. one like a one cent, you have a million dollar dream. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. money, money. Okay. Oh, you if you got a one yeah, if you got a a million dollar dream, you can't surround yourself around one cent minds. Mm. And so cuz it's really never going to come into play. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And yeah. it sounds selfish, but it is what it is. Yeah. 
Can I, you can you explain a little bit like what a one cent mind necessarily looks yeah. like? Yeah. So I feel like and I can speak of experience. Um and I probably will. Um so for me, I feel like a one cent mind like I feel like each of us are unique individuals, like in our own fields. I feel like everybody's unique. But I feel like you God sets us apart. Yeah. He really does. And I and I and I, I can attest to that. I I know for a fact I was set apart. There's no doubt in my mind that I wasn't set apart because mm-hmm. my story and just how my life has unfolded shows that I'm set apart. And so I realized that I couldn't surround myself around one set minds, and I put that in quotations. Not really. I take the quotations apart. Take that away. <laughs> uh, but I, I, um, I, I realized when I, I, I knew the, the drain, like I knew, okay, hold up. When I was around one cent mind people, I wasn't motivated. I, I was willing to settle. I was, I didn't see my potential. I, I allowed myself to settle for their lifestyle and, and not really develop my, I not forge my own way. When I was surrounded by one cent minds, I didn't know who I could be. You know, I, 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 what? No, we, I got something to say after. Oh, I I really didn't know who I could be. I'm like, dang, like I'm I'm now my mind is like theirs. You know, I'm allowing my I'm shifting my mind to become like theirs, and I'm not saying they weren't going anywhere, but I like God literally had to eject. It was a part of my life, at one point in my life where I was I was a party head. I was like, you know, doing whatever. Not okay, let's not whatever. But I was just partying a lot, but. At one point, God literally had to eject me out of that that crowd, that influence, because it was deteriorating not only my growth, but my mental growth, my spiritual growth, my emotional growth, all of it. Something had to happen in order for me to get out of that mentality, that crowd. And so when you're around one set minds, not only are you getting negatively influenced, but you kind of, honestly, they kind of keep you in that mentality if that makes sense it's just like you know you're different you know you're better you know you can be something but for whatever reason you're doubting yourself once in mind people don't know their own potential so it eventually rubs off on you that makes sense and so when you when you separate yourself from that you get a clear vision you get you kind of get you know, everything started unfolding like, you know, I can become an author. I can become a sports writer. I can become an audio engineer. I see who I'm supposed to be. And you just get a clear mind because when you're around people that don't know who they are, you're not going to know who you are. Uh, I, I know we all probably heard a quote. I can show you who you're going to be in the future. Show me your top yeah. five friends. Yeah. yeah. If, you know, if, to take that like scent, like that money, that money kind of analogy, uh, you know, a hundred pennies, a dollar. So if we're if we're gonna like take that analogy, one cent minds, it's gonna take way more of them to accomplish what mm. you know one person could do when they're really motivated, when they really know their worth mm. and stuff like that. So it it's kind of if you wanna take it in terms of value, you have to no one's mind is worth less than any anyone else's. You all you everybody has it in them. Everybody is special it's just about how what you do with it it's mm-hmm. like are you actually gonna like all right where's your where's your where's your um discipline you know honestly Tries. like that that is one of the things that's going to set you apart from the you know people who as a collective can when a hundred people come together they can only accomplish what that one person would be able to do mm. you know 
like so that. it's like a one cent mind is somebody who's really reliant on other people mm. that's that's a that's a huge one and can't really is not aspiring towards anything on their own you know like mm. what do you amount to do Fair you is. amount like can you get anywhere on your own yeah that's no, I, I like that and it made me think about like just on the flip side everyone has a million dollar dream and I put that in quotations just because it may not make a million dollars, but everyone has a dream that is big. And like to Danny's point, like if if you are dependent on individuals that can't even push themselves up, it's, it's really going to be hard for you to even see your value. One cent minds, and I hate to be this cruel, but one cent minds don't see their value. It's, it's sad. They, they're relying on other people to give them the value that that one person sees in themselves. Exactly. It's like putting a quarter to a penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A quarter is going to bring more value to that penny because it's now 26 cents. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But once that quarter go away, right. you're back to a penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how often do people settle for a one cent mentality or a one cent dream. Oh, that 25, I'm dependent, like Daniel said, I'm dependent on the 25 cent, but dang, not a 25 cent, I can't do nothing. You know yeah. what I don't want to hear people say ever, like from anybody, I don't really care who you are. I don't want to hear people say, oh, I don't have what they have. Facts. Right. Like if it's something that you, especially when they're talking about something you see in somebody. Yeah. Like I don't have the motivation they have. I don't have the drive they have. Yeah. I don't have that. Like. Whose fault is that? Yeah, a hundred. Look, be advised. Uh, side note: This podcast, this episode, is not going to be held back. It's going to be no. We're going. Really? We're already seven. I'm we're not cutting this back it's at going, all. This is over an hour, and I'm keeping it, bro. Wrong. This is solid. You feel me? And it, I love the. She's. Whose fault is that? Yeah. You just. You just fired me up. <laughs> Go you on, just bro. Me you know, when up. I was thinking, when you were bringing up the the penny a quarter analogy, I'm thinking like a quarter adds a lot more value to a penny yeah versus a penny adding value to a quarter mm. like you talk about a penny where they start out <laughs> and where they end up when they're surrounded with a quarter come on versus a quarter right. come on getting added to a penny is not a lot of value no nah. so when you're and i feel like a lot of people that are ambitious and they know what they they want you can get i feel like there's a feeling you get when you're surrounded by people that aren't necessarily building you up or they're not oh yes and and yes. they're not like you don't feel that motivation when no. you're around them you feel a sense of either complacency or yes oh boy it's, it's one of those things you and fire me up it's sir. one it's something that part of why i love so being surrounded by people that are like-minded is because yeah. it doesn't even have to be anything that does with you but you may hear a success story or you may see somebody chasing after something you're like man i gotta get it myself i gotta yeah. I got it. Let's go. It's, it's like an accountability thing yeah, as well. Facts, because facts. only people that really want to see you succeed and are really ambitious like you are going to hold you accountable because you have all these dreams. You have all these ambitions. You tell me about all of these things. I want to see you succeed as well. I want to see you, you know, keep going yeah. after it. And I think that's, that's and, something and everyone to, needs. And to your point, like with one cent mentality individuals, they... There's just, there's a sense of animosity. There's a sense of, and I, there's going to be a sense of jealousy there because, mm-hmm. oh, dang, they see how ambitious a, a person is. And like, like you go, it goes back to whose fault is that? 
And it's just like, if you're not willing to put that work in, don't get mad at me. Right. It ain't my fault mm-hmm. you got some animosity. I ain't actually to have animosity towards me. I'm yeah. just doing me. You know? And she's like... Yeah, and when it comes to like what you're saying about the people you surround yourself with, like-minded people, three paintings together, what's that going to get you? Three chords together. I mean, still in today's right. economy, like that's not cent. that's yeah, not much. Yeah. But you know, what bubble, it's it's more. Yeah. It's a lot more. It's so yeah. like when you guys have a bigger mentality coming together as well, it's gonna be it's gonna get you a lot further than one cent minds coming together. Fact. You and know, I like, and look, okay, forget it. I don't even care. <laughs> It goes back to just that um, that worry comparison compare that worry and compare to come what is it, what uh, is it? Concern. concern yeah those things worry is a disease concern you can tr- control one cent concern can be, comes from caring too it comes yeah, from a good yeah. place exactly it's like, it I'm does. just kind of concerned about that yeah. that just kind of concerns me you know and and you can you can come back on that like all right. If you don't want me to be concerned about you, I won't. So I'm going a, I'm to a dial it back then. Worry is hard. But with one cent individuals, it's like, it's kind of, it, be, it becomes toxic to your environment, that one person's environment. It's just like, you know what? I can't even be around you, bro. I can't be around you, homegirl. You're killing my vibe. Yeah. I'm going to roll and you get your life together. You, mm-hmm. you handle you. And I, and I, bro, I, then you can attest. Uh, <laughs> I've been around. <laughs> nah, they, we got to be real. Let's I know. Be real. Come on. I, I can. I can constantly. I. Mm. All right. Speaking from love. Facts. Love. Okay. But truth. But truth. I know firsthand what it is to be around a one cent mind, and it's just like there is no way that. All right, I'm not complacent. I'm I'm not even lazy. I, I got my days where I'm lazy. But when something is, like you said, when something fires me up, like even just doing the audiobook, that's firing me up. When I finished the book, I was like, dang, I'm, I want to do, I want to mm. write another one. Or I, I want to yeah, do something like, else. You, you get excited, you. you know, just like, but when you're around, like, like you said, that motivation, motivational people, that group of people, it's just like, you're looking around success. It's like, yo, I'm meant to be here. I am meant to be in this crowd. I can't afford, again, going back to the money perspective, I can't afford to be around individuals that aren't willing to keep up. I can't afford to be around people that aren't willing to elevate their game. Uh, they're either elevating with you or they're dragging you. Because there are demands, bro. Facts. Life has demands. It has demands. And I want to say this because I feel like one thing I've noticed is when we talk about our story, I want to I want to make it clear as well that sometimes the most progress and motivation you get is from a period of just being idle like when you found that motivation it was during a time where you were just chilling yeah when i realized like man i got it god's showing me how bad i want it it came from a period where there was straight nothing for me to do yeah and so i don't want to make it seem like oh you know i'm saying it's okay to be burnt out it's okay to have a feeling of maybe you just need to sit and relax and, and, and think about it but like we said, with a the difference between that and a one cent mind is, you can tell with a one cent mind if somebody is is holding you back or yes. they have this feeling yes. of complacency or it'll figure itself out. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big difference. Yeah, a lot of people will treat it like it'll figure itself out, but it's and, not. But that's not that's not really how you build. That's no. not how it's you what you choose better. to do with that. It's situation. what you choose to do with yeah. that. Absolutely, absolutely. I would agree, and I think it's like, and it's also a question of like, how long am I going to be staying around this? 
You know, it's just like when you, I, I go back to like just my personal struggle and I like, I've been through some stuff, but like when I was just, when it was just me in the trenches, bro, it was nothing but me and God. Yeah. And so when, when I look at, when my family acts like, yo, dang, how'd you do all that? Like, I'm like, yo, one, it was God, but like I had a set goal. I was like, all right, I'm way down here. I don't like this. I, I really felt like Joseph, bro. I was in the pit. And I was like, I got to crawl my way out of this joint. And I know I'm not doing it by myself. But when I'm crawling my way out, I'm just like, all right, here's the goal. The goal right now is to get out of this. It's a step-by-step goal. All right, get out of this. Get into a community. I got to a point where God literally broke me down to like, I'm broke down. Like, there's nothing I can do. I'm broke down. I prayed. Like, just part of my testimony a little bit. But like, I prayed like, Lord, please surround me around intellectual individuals please surround me about around like-minded christians believers i need to be around this this good influence and i kid you not he did exactly that Mm -hmm. but as i got put into that crowd i had to um when you're put into a crowd that you're supposed to be in you flourish Mm -hmm. Right, right, right when you're put into a crowd that you're not supposed to be in you're diminished so when I was put into a crowd that God knew I was supposed to be in, I flourished. My gifts came out. He showed me my gifts. He showed me my personality. He showed me I was able to communicate. He showed me that I can relate and this, that, and the third, and so on and so forth. He showed me who I was supposed to be. He allowed me to cultivate and mold and, and be built upon people that are not only, like you said, building you up and I want to see you succeed. But the moment I stepped out of that crowd off of sin nature and stepped right back into old ways, I diminished. Yeah. Shit, shaming guilt mm-hmm. so it's just like god the purpose that god is have for us is to always bring us to a better not only us but closer and more like jesus yeah right you know but nah like that that's a real that's a real honest like conversation to have because i feel like being in a group of people that like are like-minded like follow christ and are ambitious like mm-hmm. It does so much just for your mental sanity as well. Absolutely. Like, I can't even get in, begin to explain like how many times I've gotten through like a tough period by just seeing other people happy and doing well mm-hmm. and being ambitious. Because it's like, man, like I know everyone goes through tough times and just seeing people get rewarded for that just is like, man, like you know, you have that feeling like, yeah, your, your, your time is coming, your opportunity is coming as well. So I definitely think like that is that is a huge thing because it it also takes maturity as well because maybe you're in a group where you've been around like one cent individuals your whole life and it's hard to to disconnect or it's hard to make that transition or to even grow you feel like you're 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 a one cent individual trying to join a group of 25 cent and you don't feel like you're in place mm-hmm. like mm. that is a period where i would say i've been before and i've had to that's like, real yeah no that's real. i gotta sit here and i have to i have to grow i gotta let this compound interest since we're on the money topic <laughs> <laughs> i gotta let this compound interest in, you know what i'm saying yeah that's it's real. that period where you just sitting you trusting god and, and you get it for yourself and then god puts in some people that are growing as well maybe they're like at 10 cents and they're trying to grow as well and that's where you find that community, and y'all all grow together. And thank you for saying that, bro, because one thing that came to mind for me was like, dang, some people might feel like a fraud when they do surround themselves with those kind of people, you know, people that are at 
the destination that they want to be at. Mm-hmm. And it's like acknowledging that there is growth and that there's no jumping from one point to another and you can't just become something instantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there will a lot of times be a point where you switch up yeah. or like a big realization you can have, but mm-hmm. still you need to grow and it's okay if you're also with people who are growing because y'all are on the same journey. Ultimately, I think it's just about working towards the same thing. That is what the mindset is. That's what defines the person. You know, that's what sets the person apart from being a one cent mind versus something greater than that is that they're aspiring to be something more. And complacency and just being, okay, I am just am what I am. I'm not going to try and, you know, make an effort. I'm not going to try and be anything more. Um, that is, that's what will just keep you where you are and you're not going to get any further in life. I read this quote, um, probably in a sermon. I don't know. I, I like to mix it. I don't know. Um, you get, you, so you need people in front of you, but you also need people below you. Hmm, bro. Yeah. I, you told me this one I, time yeah. and it just, it's that sat with me. <laughs> That's definitely, yeah. You need people in front of you and you need people behind you. Why? Because when you have people in front of you, they're helping you grow. But when you also have people behind you, you're helping them grow. And so the goal of, I mean, the the benefit of being in the middle is that you see where you want to go. So you're you're getting motivated. But God is never going to put you in a in a, a battle by yourself. You're always there to help somebody else. You're always there to pull somebody else up. And so the benefit of doing that is like, but the person behind you has to be willing to grow. And it's just like, it does come to a point where it's like, all right, look, this is where I'm at in life season. I want, like, that person has to be willing to grow and, and flourish and so on and so forth. Not saying necessarily leave him and it does, but they should be able to keep up. But when you're able to be in the middle and you got somebody in front of you, you got somebody below you all in the same field, you're being it, you're like, dang, that's what I want. So you're chasing, but yo, let's go, let's go, let's go. Boom, we got it. You, you're all running the same, you're it's running a different journey. race. Yeah. Yeah, you're running a different race, but you're on the same journey. This, like some of you, Josh said, um, like early on was, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but basically you're just talking about how when you, like just keeping discipline for a certain amount of time, you will have down points where your discipline is not what it always Mm -hmm. was. But if it can get back to any place that's closer to that, that's just acknowledging that, okay, there's a journey. And actually, you know what? This is going to be hard to explain on podcast, but I saw this video on Instagram. Stick with me, listeners. It's going to be, okay, so there's a straight line, and then there was a curvy line, and there was a ball traveling across the two lines, right? The ball that was traveling on the curvy line that had ups and downs, highs and lows, got to the destination faster Mm. than the ball that was traveling on a straight line because of whatever physics and all that. I don't know. But, you know, like when you have these, you know, low points and then high points, that accelerates you. Mm. It grows you faster. Being in these uncomfortable situations will force you to grow faster because you have to adapt in order to survive. Mm. Because you need to meet the demands, you need to have this mindset, and if you if you want to actually make it through this, yeah. mm. you know what's funny is when you were bringing that up, it it reminded me of a um, it was a verse. I think it's James chapter one, 
when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity of great joy. Mm-hmm. You know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's like, the season, man. That is the season, it bro. Is. Like tis the season. And that's <laughs> and I feel like that's a perspective that I'm gonna also have when I go through tough times is like this is for growth. Like you're seeing the reason you're you're going through ups and downs is because you're going through a period of growth like you're mm-hmm. moving right now yeah like if you're just going through a period you're just like as you said straight line like you're probably not seeing that much progress or you're not really seeing the progress that you could be seeing mm-hmm. if you were you know if you experienced and you took on the opportunities you had and embraced those up and down periods and made the most of them because mm-hmm. that's that's really the huge thing because taking the most of a good or bad period is really what what produces that growth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also produces that maturity, and it produces. I I like to look at things from like perspective, and like a lot of times when, when God is saying, "All right, I'm gonna shut this door," you know, and it throws you left field. It's like, okay, you got no choice but to revamp. Yeah. You got to collect all your belongings and be like, "All right, where do we go I, from here?" Yeah, where do we go? Like, this is what I got on the table. How can I make things something shake? How can I make something shake? And so for me, it's weird. I don't know why, <laughs> but as you're, you're, what motivates you when it comes to grinding is the hope perspective. And for me, it's like un- being under pressure, and it's like being uncomfortable kind of helps me elevate. If that makes sense, it's like I don't want to be under. Like I, I hate being uncomfortable, even it's just under pressure. But my when my back is against the wall, I'm fighting. And I'm going mm-hmm. out. Yeah. You feel me? And so it's just like, I feel like my back is against the wall. But believe it or not, I have peace. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's it's peace that surprises all I understand it. Right, right, right. Um, and so when God shut the door, and I'm like, dang, where where am I supposed to be? Yeah. Like, okay, what is where am I supposed to be? I don't know. Okay, I got the book, cool, the book is doing okay, it could be doing better, of course. And it's just like I have my job, it's cool. You know, you start to, you, you really gotta like close your eyes and gratitude. All right, I'm 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 alive, okay, I have a job, okay, I have a place to stay, I have food in my stomach, I have money, I have a car, blah, blah, blah. You think about the things you have. And so for me, it's just like, yeah, my back is against the wall, but is it really against the wall? It could be worse. I'm not where I wanna be, but I'm not where I used to be. Hmm. And so it's just like, Understanding for me, it's just like when God shut the door, it's just like, okay, God, this... And my uh, one of my homegirls said it best. Um, but no, Morgan was like... And we talked about the whole thing, and it was like... And it was just... I knew that it was Holy Spirit speaking. She was like, God needs you somewhere else. God, God wants you somewhere else. Or you need it somewhere else. There you go. You need it elsewhere. Perfect word. You need it elsewhere. And so I was like, dang, yo. If this isn't where God wants me... Where she was like, you're needed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And that made that put everything in perspective. I was like, yo, that's crazy. She was like, um, like, yeah, you thought that this career was for you, but think about could you have really made the impact that you cause I for me, my kind of slogan is I desire to make an imprint, not just an impact, because an imprint lasts forever and the impact is temporary. Mm-hmm. So, could I really have made an imprint if I was headed to that career? I would have been, it goes back to you being a lawyer. 
what I really have loved this career, like I thought I was going to love it with the amount of pressure that's about yeah. The amount of pressure that was going to be placed on my head. Could I really not only handle it, but could it really, what imprint would I have made? You know, and so when I think about the imprint perspective, it's like, okay, I do desire to make an imprint. I want to become the best version of myself. I want to just show people that they can become the best version of themselves. I want to just pull that version out. I want to pull the version out of them. You feel me? It's just like, I got to be willing to put that work in too, though. And so I'm like, all right, if I'm needed elsewhere, show me, God. You know, show me where you need me, and I'll go. When you, you know? have drive, that thing that's pushing you forward, a healthy amount of pushback and adversity is what can keep your challenge going that's mm. that will like okay i'm still moving forward mm -hmm. but it's good to have some some pushback friction but it's okay to recognize sometimes there's going to be an amount of pushback that will stop me from moving and it's okay to acknowledge that because yeah. we're all human nobody's a superhero mm. so that doesn't mean that you're any less that's just again back to knowing your limits yeah no i, I like that I have a question for y'all about self-control because I want to I want to talk about that more. So, yeah. self-control being like not doing what you feel like doing, discipline being yes, doing what you don't feel like doing. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like you create self-control in your life? You know what? This might be uh, an answer people weren't expecting, but I feel like trial and error. Mm, like, yeah. I feel like going through a That's period honest. where you don't have self-control and then eventually you're going to hit a point where like enough is enough. You're going to be like, all right, like <laughs> I keep like, man, what is going on with yeah. me? Right. And when you hit that period, I feel like that's just a I, I feel like a lot of things, at least for me, is like a click in my mind. Like, all right, enough is enough. bro. I, yeah. I'm, I've been playing around too much. Bro. I've been playing with God too much. Like mm -hmm. I got to lock in. Like I got to be serious. And I feel like. When you hit that moment, for, for some people it may take longer than others, but when you hit that moment, I feel like that is all the motivation you really need mm -hmm. to, to have that self-control. You're like, all right, I've 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 been going down the wrong path. I've been, you know what I'm saying, I've been kind of apathetic towards things for a long time, but you hit that point where, like, everything just changes. Like, everything mm -hmm. just hits for you. Maybe it's a up-and-down period or... Or, like, sometimes it's just you wake up, you're like, all right, enough is enough. Like, I can't even explain it sometimes. It's yeah. just, like, you just feel that sometimes. Yeah. That's so honest. That's honestly, that's probably what I would say, too, man. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's that's so real. And I feel like people are scared to say that because that does mean that at some point you're going to go down the wrong path in some way or another. And people don't people want to prevent that as much as possible. But that's just not realistic. And you want to, if you're going to try and fix a real problem, you have to be realistic. So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, feel it's okay to feel things out and understand, all right, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be wherever that is. And look, I, I, I went off on somebody and that resulted in, I just, I crossed the line on that mm -hmm. one and I don't want to do that again. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll say real quick, not to cut you off, no, but no. Um, I know, I think it was like two weeks ago, there was a period where I was kind of just like, I had some work to get done, and I was just like, eh, I'll put it all at work. I got two weeks to get this done. Like, I'm chilling right now. And so I'm sitting in bed. It's probably like 
almost midnight. It's probably past midnight. I'm just scrolling on TikTok. You see, crazy bro. how TikTok, TikTok man. bro. Oh, shout out TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. So I had to get my, rid of that, but like yeah. my for you page would just be absolutely random stuff. Uh-huh. I scroll and I see um for those that watch basketball, Giannis Atenacumpo, when they when the Bucks won the championship last year and they interviewed him about his story coming from Greece and you know having he's a from lot Greece? Of yeah he's from Greece huh. and um, basically him and his brother you know they had to share one pair of sneakers he was selling food on the street Damn. and he was basically telling that story and like he said I hope being up on this podium with two trophies in my hand I hope this gives everybody hope like mm. that wherever you're going through like you put in the work put in the effort it'll happen and there was some like you know emotional little piano music in the background, yeah. and I was just like, man, I'm about to get up and do some. Work right <laughs> yeah, now. be like so that. It be like that. It I don't even know what it is. Bro. Like that's why I be saying like sometimes you just hit a period. Where you're like, all right, enough is enough. Whether it's a TikTok or you just feel some inspiration out of nowhere, mm-hmm. like that can get you going. For me, that gets me going. Same all the here, time. though. I feel like for me, like when I'm watching like motivational videos, bro. I was watching David Goggins. I think I said his name I, right. Yeah. Um, bro, my man crazy, yeah. and like I remember, he says in the video that he went through. They was, they asked him a question like, "How does it feel to go through training for uh, eighteen months? Like, what does that felt like? You're going through pretty much the same training. One morning you're fat, and I mean you're you're overweight, and so on and so forth. How does it feel to go through training eight for eighteen months? He was like, pretty much, uh, it sucked, but. They call it Hell Week for SEALs. And at one point, you go through Hell Week. Is he a Navy SEAL? He was. He was. Navy, yeah, he mm-hmm. was. And he was like, he became the devil. He was like, I believe in God, but at that moment, I became... I, I, I was in hell, but I became the devil. So I was hell. Yeah. And so that kind of... That switch of a mentality of like... That you got to get through this. And you got to have that self-control... No matter what, and it's a combination of self control and discipline, but like that self control to keep that mentality, mm-hmm. that self control to forget all the critics, forget the critics, forget the blah blah blah. I got the control, I control the outcome, I control this situation, I'm in control, you know, of the situation. And when you understand that reality and you, you put that all into perspective, because we. True. I mean, uh, we have free will and we can control the outcome or we control the destiny in a sense. If we're lazy, lazy all day, every single day, complacent, don't want to get our life together. And yeah, you're going to get you. Exactly. It's going to get you nowhere. You're in control, period. So it's just like, but if you put that work in consistency and self-control to to just do what you know you need to do, going back to what you said, doing what you know you need to do, get it done. Like, stop making excuses. And get it done. Like, it's that simple. It's just like, the earlier you get it done, the better. You know, you, that means you got more time to focus on other things. And it's just like, it goes back to just, I know we all have like had our projects and whether it be the album or whether, yeah, album, I was say something. Yeah. whether it be the book, it's just like, I had to get in my, I had to get on my, my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. Cause boy, and even go back to college when I was in co- bro, no cap. When I went through the police academy and I was in college, I was finishing up my last semester. I'm taking five classes. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And it was rough, but I failed the first test. And uh, when I was in academy, if I failed any more, bro, I'm going home and I pretty much lose my job. So discipline, God renamed the training three months of discipline. Cause I had to get disciplined. But when I failed the first test, now I'm back. It's against the wall. 
I had to really put self-control into play. I'm like, all right, Dante, you need to get your life together. School's now on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, Monday through Friday's police stuff. That is just that simple. And that's how you got to get through it. Mm. There's no book. The book was not done yet. I had to put the book on the shelf for a second. And I had to get down nitty-gritty and like, all right, you ain't getting sent home, boy. Right. Like, this ain't it, bro. Like, you need yeah. to get your life together. And the only way for me to get through was self-control. Really putting myself in timeout. Self-control is really about timeout. Yeah. You got to yeah, put yourself yeah, in yeah. timeout and really, like, get down to handling business. Something that, something that comes to mind with that when you said, like, school's on the weekends. Like, bro, that's your social life, you know? Like, so discipline and self-control, a lot of times what that will look like is putting what matters over what you want. Mm. To to kind of like put it in a phrase because that mattered more than maybe going out with friends or like doing something on the weekend, Facts. you know, mm-hmm. like that. What matters most and the choice to prioritize that other thing is what discipline looks like. And then back to what you were saying, I feel like with self control, I feel like you everybody needs a wake up call. Mm-hmm. And honestly, for me, uh, one one example of this was like my friends. It was it was just gossip like back a couple years ago. I just really got to see how it affects other people. That that was my wake up call was seeing how much like stuff can my stuff can affect other people because a lot of times you don't realize it and it doesn't seem like there's any side effects to anything. But then it you know a bunch of stuff came out and it was like yo this person's really hurt because we were talking and stuff like that and it, it was just like you needed that wake up call to just boom hit you in the face of like all right this is real something to take more serious you have to take Mm -hmm. this serious you can't just be you know gossiping all the time like what you say will get around and that's just yeah you just need a a wake-up call but i wouldn't feel how i feel about gossiping now if i hadn't gone down that road you know so you do need to like be able to feel it out yeah absolutely that's real the fruits of the spirit yeah the fruit of the spirit is love joy Peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Hmm. Self-control is Self- on there. Self-control is in there. So you don't get that from yourself. No. That's something you have to rely on God to give you, and that He has given you. You just have to, you know, ask. I think there's a verse that talks about that. Like mm-hmm. anything is, you know, there. You just have to ask. Um, ask for wisdom; He'll give it to you. Stuff like that. So and that's real because. When you were talking about wake-up calls, I will forever be grateful for wake-up calls. Sometimes I'll just be like, God, slap me in the face right now. <laughs> Tell me you need to wake up. Because sometimes for me, I need wake-up calls all the time sometimes. like It's yeah. just like they do so much for me personally that it's just like gives me a good sense of direction. Cause, to get know, real with yourself. Yeah. Just like, yo, I am. what am I doing right now? What yeah. is going on? Like, But the, the reality, honestly, like in today's world... A lot of people aren't willing to get real with themselves. Because mm-hmm. they don't even want to be with themselves in the first place. Fact. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most hurtful thing and the most um, discouraging, but also like um, the most diminishing, the thing that can hurt you the most kind of thing. Is what? Like, when, like you, not, when you aren't willing to yourself? be real with yourself. Because mm. essentially when you're real with yourself... You can only be real with yourself, but when you get real, really real with yourself, you really can go to the root. Yeah. You get to the root of the problem. You're like, all right, this is my whatever. This is the problem. How can we create a solution? God guide me through this. And so, like, a lot of people, 
if you aren't willing to look at your situation as, dang, yo, I need to tighten up. Or, dang, I'm not doing enough. Or, I am doing, I'm doing too much. Let me bring it back a little bit. Or whatever. I'm a perfectionist at heart. It's annoying. But, like, there are points in my life where I'm like, dang, all right, Dante, you need to tighten up at work. You know, you need to get up on time. You need to get to work 10 minutes before you need, you got to actually be there. And it, it goes back to what you said. Like, I got to a point where I was at work or I'm at work and I'm late every day. I'm just like, yo, bro, you need to tighten up. It's yeah. like, this ain't even, whether you get caught or not, it's integrity. Integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah whether yeah. you get caught or not, whether they trip or not, it's not to their standard. It's your standard. You have to hold yourself to a standard. Mm-hmm. Have to hold yourself to an accountability. And it's just like, when I got on my case about, all right, Don, so you need, all right, this is time you need to go to sleep. Self-control is about saying no. Yeah. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. You got to say sacrifice. no. We got to talk about sacrifice for I'm a little bit. I'm with that. Yeah. I, it's like saying no to almost every, almost everything. Yeah. A, lot okay. of, a lot of a lot. things that will get you, yeah. get in your way. You just have to say no to it. I, I like that. Yeah. If it's getting in your way and you know it's not really benefiting you, no, I'm going to highlight at you. Yeah. You're going right. to sacrifice. It's a sacrifice for yourself, though, because sacrifice is like part of love i feel like it's yeah. it's a it's kind of those two go together and you see that in the gospel too but i feel like when you're going to sacrifice in this instance mm-hmm. it comes back to loving and respecting yourself mm-hmm. because if you actually respect yourself if you were looking out for yourself like you were another person you would want your, yourself to do that thing to say no to that thing that's going to get in the way of your destination mm. you know you're going to want that person if it was like a mentee or something like you're yeah. somebody you're mentoring if you really care for that person love them and wanted the best for them and they're out there making bad decisions you're gonna want you're gonna bro come on tighten up you gotta mm. sacrifice like that's what you would tell them so tell that to yourself if you actually love yourself that's real you know it's easy it's, i feel like it's a, a lot of times it's easier to love somebody else than it is to love yourself but come on like if you have these kind of things if you want these for yourself how do you expect to get there without respecting yourself? Exactly. How do you get, like, question to the crowd, you know? How do you, where do you want to be in the next year or two? And wherever you desire to be, um, do you respect yourself enough to say no? Write it down, bro. Write write, write it down. down. Speaking of writing down. Oh, my goodness. Bro. Listen. I write down a lot. Yeah. And I know what you're feeling, bro. Like, that is the thing that is, like, that... Like, make it plain and simple. Like, it says it in the Bible. Make it plain. Make the vision plain. And when you make the vision plain and it's, you know, you see and you you know it's from God, that's the thing. When you know it's from God, you got no choice but to hold on to that. Whether mm-hmm. it happens next week, next year, five, ten years from now, you write it down, you make it plain because you know it's from God. And when you write it down, I write, like, bro, go, go, go. And when I see it come true, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. I ain't even... All right, God, I feel you. I'm with you, and you keep you keep going. It's just like all right, bet, check, 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 check. All right, what's next? What else can we do? Mm-hmm. When you, you know? write stuff down, it gives you a direction. Cause like some days, I'll just be like kind of lost. Like oh my gosh, I know I have so many things that I need to get done. So just writing it down. All right, here's like very in the moment mm-hmm. for very temporary, short term goals kind of thing. That will get you there. Like let me check this off. Let me finish this list. I don't think. 
Anytime I do a to-do list for the day, like I, I always I never, complete it. You I know? never get it done. Oh really? <laughs> but my to-do to list. See, I don't do to-do lists because it's I, like it kind of it's kind of in my mental. Like, it's whatever works that, for the person, I guess. Yeah, so it, that's that's hard me. For me to that's not, me, but it might yeah. not work for everybody. And like, I, like being real, when it comes to like writing out goals and stuff, when I told you I wrote, I probably wrote like twenty about a year ago. And it's still probably like six of them I still haven't finished yet. Hmm. Like I thought, okay, I'll probably be done by this point, but I'm not there. But I'm adding more goals as it goes along. Like it was at six, and then it was like, okay, I got six left. I gotta add some more. Oh. I gotta keep keep looking forward. And I think going back to sacrifice, um, I think my mom told me this. I think it was like last week. She was like, the one thing you can't get back is time. Mm-hmm. Like you can get money back. Like hopefully you can get your money back. Um, (laughs) but like you're always moving forward you're always moving forward you Uh, cannot go back in time no so a lot of people will have regrets like man i wish i would have took advantage of that opportunity they they say that because they can't get that opportunity back Mm -hmm. so sacrifice when god will say like okay show me how bad you want it or show how much you love me it's either time or it's something you're not comfortable like like i said discipline and stuff like that is getting out of your comfort zone for me as a college student i don't got a lot of money like it's tight i have to be very prudent with how i spend my money but like i know i'm a tithe like that's a that's a guarantee no Mm -hmm. matter how tight the money is like that's gonna be there and then also sacrifice how bad you want it if it's like oh you want another pair of jordans that came out or you want to use this money to go on like for me it was like a it was like um like across the country like kind of like a group and like get together like people in your field like you get mm. to network with people i'm like which one is going to be more beneficial long term what well, those jordans they're going to be out forever like what i can they? get those jordans bro <laughs> jordan fours mm. i always wanted some black cats what oh dang i always wanted some black cats so, those are gonna be there. Mm-hmm. They gonna be there. I'm not. I'm not even gonna trip about that. Flight Club gonna have them restocked. No, the Flight Club gonna have it restocked them up. But mm. this cons. This 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 get together. This like networking conference. Read? Yeah, like this is going This is once in a lifetime. You don't know when you might meet these people again. You don't know what opportunities might come from this. So it was like, okay, I'm gonna make this sacrifice in the middle of my school year where it's busy. I'm going to use his money towards that. And it turns into something great. Like, that's something for me that's like, okay, I know, like, I'm sacrificing something for the long term because I trust God. And I also trust, like, I'm showing dedication and commitment towards something that I believe will prosper in the long term. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this, Josh. Last year, we're getting, we're getting close. Think back to last year. Remember yeah. when we hung out last year? Yeah. Bro, would you see us where we are today at that point in time? Because I feel like the conversation we had at that time was a lot of looking forward. Yeah. A lot of like, bro, what's ahead? Because, I mean, that was both of our first year in person in yeah. college, you know? And, um, yeah, I just feel like we're, we're like, I just feel like the, this conversation is the fruition of, like, so many things we were working towards back then. You know what's, you know what's crazy is, like, the last time we hung out, like, actually here was probably around this time last year. We're, I remember yeah. it was, like, 
we were about to go off to college. That was like a, a couple days before I left. It was literally, it was probably an entire calendar year ago. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'll see you over the holidays or whatever. And it's just things got busy. We both had different things going on. You were in D.C. Like, yeah, I was yeah. in D.C. and he was traveling and it was like an entire year goes by. And it's just like you really see like the growth in people. Mm-hmm. You get to see yeah. like. Man, I remember a year ago we were talking about man. One day I'm gonna do this. Or, this is my goal. And then you're seeing like us working towards it. Both of yeah. us working towards it. All of us mm. working towards it. And it's just like it's something that you don't really see in the moment. But it's also like man, like you have that goal. You're surrounded with people that are like minded mm-hmm. and are dedicated, committed, and seeing those dreams prosper, seeing those goals prosper is like such a rewarding experience for it's about checkpoints because even the the phone call that we had last semester i was just like dang he's doing so much like this is so crazy he's like i always knew he was like going to get it but i didn't really i didn't like man he's really doing it and really like things are coming to fruition i was just like that was kind of why you came to mind for having you on here just like your your goal orientation and your drive and how real you make it because like it's really easy to have a conversation like this without being that kind of person yeah. and like actually doing it and like you're you're one of the people like you actually make it real yeah. both of y'all and i was like yo this is gonna be fire yeah, and, what, and yes it was it was and fire. is it's a classic right here i think i think like and that's what that's what so that's what discipline is about that's what self-control is about and now leading into grit it's like your grit kind of glues both of those two together. It's the vehicle that gets the, you to both. Yeah, the grit, no matter how you feeling, bro, no matter what you're looking like, no matter what the situation is, no matter whatever, you can be in your own lane right now. The grit that that I've established is going to keep me going. Yeah. Grit is commitment. It is very, it's definitely commitment. When you're committed to that thing, it doesn't really matter. I'm committed to this. If it, I, I mean, obviously, like, a relationship is what comes to mind like you're committed to that person because mm-hmm. feelings come and go but like no matter how you feel you're still gonna love them the same yes you know like that's when uh this this guy ravi zacharias a long time ago uh this is a couple years ago i was listening to a talk and then he was like our our idea of, of love today is is very romanticized but my mom was the person who was there in the hospital for me for like two weeks and we so rarely point to that example as love mm. but like man that's that's really what it's all about is yeah. that you know like that commitment yeah i look at i i don't know if you guys seen gridiron game mm-hmm. gridiron game i've heard of that look, bro you need to watch that he's uh that's a classic um the rock johnson and uh dmx okay i've, I've heard, heard of it i know this yeah yeah but uh pretty much hoping to Juveniles, really, convicts. Get a little brief about the movie. Um, pretty much build a football team, and they, he says, talk. All they do is talk about grit, establish the grit. So grit is also physical, but it's mental too. And if you don't have that physical, if you don't have that mental grit, physical stuff don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it's really more mental than anything. And if you're willing to establish that mental grit, you can, and I promise you, you can get through absolutely anything and it's just like uh one of the quotes they said in the movie is is making the thing that looks impossible possible and so when you have that kind of grit that mental commitment grit you don't see 
<clears throat> you're not going to see an impossible thing. All you see is possibilities. And I'm not to bring in like rich and rich people, but like a lot of wealthy people don't see impossible. They only see possible. They don't see problems. They see possibilities. Mm. You know, so it's just like I'm going to be wealthy one day. I'm just speaking that into existence. Uh, Huh? Yeah, claim that. Yeah, fact. But, you know, so when you think about, you know, you can't allow yourself to see, oh, dang, that's a problem. No, work through that problem. Let's get through it. And we're going to handle business on the other side. You know, that's exactly where you're going to learn. And so when you... Going back to the people you're surrounded by. If you're not around, if you're not around people that's thinking kind of like that, and that's okay. Help them to mold them that way. And you know, set an example. Set an example, exactly. Lead by example. And just like people with grit are gonna lead by example. Point blank period. People with grit are gonna lead by example, and they're going their grit is gonna show through their work. It's gonna show through their work ethic, it's gonna show through their personality, it's gonna show through all these attributes that God has placed in them, and you're gonna wanna be around that person. You're gonna be a, you're gonna to want to be around that person. I just I just got I just got to tell a story. All I was right. graduation. My uh, graduation. Yeah, your graduation. Like the grit that was in the room. Like granted, like two were my students, but I just see the talent. I'm like, yo, this is dope. This is so motivational. Like, but like even no matter the age or whatever, but the motivation you see in the room is like, yo, this is my atmosphere. I can flourish here. Let's go. But when I found out my man's. Y'all made the album yeah. in high school. I was like, yo, hold up. Yeah. I got to know. Wait, wait, pause. The grit. The grit was there. Yeah, you know? I, okay. I, yeah, I wanted to talk about that, the album because we, like, both, all, all three of us have a story about pandemic bringing something out of us. And for mm-hmm. me, that was what it brought out of me was, like, for whatever reason, I mean, I was already on a very creative wave before, um, before COVID. And that we were like already had something in the works, mm-hmm. but the album turned into what it was over COVID because of COVID. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, at that point, we I don't really know how serious of a thing it was going to be, but then eventually it, it turned into all right. It's once it was safe and we knew it was okay. Like all right, let's get back. To, let's get back to it every week. We're having recording sessions. And it took over a year to actually until this was all the way completed and put out. So it just like I do feel like even though it's just a creative ambition, it did take a level of grit, commitment, discipline and self-control to create what we created, you know, because discipline to spend as many. I mean, I spent a lot of time mixing. I have about 50 versions of most of the songs because I, I did so many mixes. And like that took a lot of time. I am a perfectionist too. So it's like, I wanted everything to sound just right because it's professional. We're actually putting it out there as a serious release. Mm-hmm. And so that was the discipline. The grit was what got me to be able to do that. And I'm sure for y'all, like, I don't, I'm not gonna lie. You wrote your verses fast. You are, you like, you were like with it. It's whatever. crazy. Um... I remember the first verse I wrote was like before the pandemic. I were like, give it a try. Yeah, bro. It was for family. It was for family. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, all right. I had it on loop and I'm just thinking like, what am I going to say? And it just felt natural. Like for some reason, it just felt like never done any music before. It just felt natural. And I think us, when we finally got down in like the pandemic and it was me, you, Pitt, and we were just working on it. Mm -hmm. I remember like, 
there would be a period where it's like, oh, like Pitt went through a difficult time, you remember, yeah. over the summer. And then we had a period where, like, we didn't see each other for a while. Yeah. Like, we endured a lot, actually. A like, lot. looking back, like, yeah. he, he definitely had a lot going he on. I didn't realize. And I remember in my journal, like, it was like the beginning of when I first started writing. I remember, um, like, my grades were bad. I, I think I had, like, a couple of D's. I had never had a D in my life mm. in school. And then I had a loved one pass away. And then right, like, a couple of days later, you were like, oh, a couple songs got deleted. <laughs> oh, so gosh, yeah, that happened. Crushed, man. man. I was like, it, it was a rough Jeez. period. But writing yeah. it, I wrote it all down. And I was able to see, like, I was able to get through it. We were all able to get through it. And it was just, like, such a rewarding experience just to, you know, that grit determination man. because we're committed mm. to not give up because we, I, I also another thing that plays into it is you've come this far yeah like uh, once you've come a certain level like uh to a certain point you're like there's no turning back like no. at this point i would lose so much and it would all be for nothing if i didn't see this through yeah and it was like yeah i did delete a folder with like at least three of the project files and I cannot get that back. And that's why the first two songs, I'm still not like the most happy with the mix. But anyways, like there's nothing I can do about that. I did the best thing I could, but it's just, it was just also when you talk about being um, like super sensitive to inspiration, Mm -hmm. I also just, for some reason I would go on a walk and you hear barking dogs at the start of Confessions of the Kid because I was listening to that beat when I went on a walk and I heard barking dogs. I was like, yo, that's hard. <laughs> like in real life. And, and so I was like, I got to put that in. And so like all of this stuff played into like what the album ended up being. And it's crazy. It's just crazy, the process. Yeah. And it was like so much growth. Yeah. Like, bro, what a, bro, we did that, man. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That is so crazy. I, I like looking back, and to like all the studio sessions we had, like it was so fun, but at the same time it 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 was kind of like some tedious stuff, like just listening to the same loop over and over, just mm. waiting on a bar, mm. you know. I feel like with grit, it is grit. <laughs> grit doesn't let you quit. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't let you quit, and it's just like so. Good. So so yeah, that's true, and that's why I had the question about your limit, because. Mm. You can get through anything that you need to. Okay. But it's like, how do you how do you how do you have that mindset? I know I can get through anything, but do you need to? How do you know your limit? Like, um, let's say something's breaking you. I can get through this. It's breaking me. I will make it through the other side. But it's like, where do where do you you know? If it's for you, there's no limit. Okay. If it's not for you, there's a limit. Speak on it. So. I think I think back to when I was working at the prison and I went through canine school. And so just even how that happened, I got recruited, so on and so forth, and I kept saying no. And then I eventually, all right, I'll try out. But I was going out for patrol. You got different uh, sections of canine. You got patrol, detection, bloodhound, drug, um, and so on and so forth. We had... I was patrol, but we had um, detection, which is kind of drugs. We had detection handlers teaching a patrol school, which is kind of backwards. You need patrol handlers to teach patrol schools because we're doing bite work and so on and so forth. Detection really just searching for drugs and contraband. So our instructors were, bro, when I tell you, they put us through the ringer. 
I can't even cap. The amount of the abuse they put us through, bro, it was unreal. Mm. And, I mean, I could handle it. It's no big deal. I kind of was like the star student. Um, but that's another story. No, I'm just joking. But um, they put us through so much. And it was bad because we had a class of, what, uh, 20 people? Yeah. Only one graduated. Wow. How does that happen? So only one graduated, right? And the, again, going back to just the amount of state, bro, they they did us dirty and just they made it. They made us go into a, a pretty much a um, a pen, a, a pig pen, if you would, and chase a dog for hours and like get get like whatever towel they had in their mouth. They made us look stupid wow. for hours, bro, just for their amusement. And it was like get the dog. You know, Dago, why we not getting this dog, bro? Long story wow, short, man. it was bad. It was really bad. And then when only one person from there, like, uh, prison, they sent everybody home and said one person. So, uh, and then I, so my situation of getting home was, or how I got sent home was, uh, I was, I just had a bad day. It was a bad day. I was doing everything messed up. And we were doing evaluations that day. And um, pretty much, I like, because I, I messed up that whole entire day. Like, dang, I kind of tanked my evaluation. I knew I was doing good in the school, but he was like, all right, pretty much you're doing good. I just don't think you're ready yet. So they sent me home. My lieutenant said, hey, you're good. Come back. Because he was going to teach the school, patrol handlers. So I get back, and now I'm kind of like, I'm back in the same position. I'm going back with knowledge now. I know what to expect. So... I didn't know that Kenan was for me. You know, I never knew that I was supposed to be on the team. And why why is it that when I eventually get through the second school and the people our patrol our our handlers were at our graduation. So when he saw me at the graduation, he was just in shock. Mm. And he came up to me and he's like, You were meant to be here. He was like, You were meant to be. I was like, Why you say that? He was like, Cause you just were. You know, and it like, so going back to the limitations, like, it didn't break me. Going through both schools did not break me. I, I, I wouldn't say I knew my limit. I knew what I was capable of, but the limitations were kind of not set because it was God's will for me to have it. Because it was worth it. It was worth it. And when it's, it's really not meant, when God, uh, I think I heard a verse um, before, but like, when it's not in God's will, the door is not going to open. And if you keep beating on the door, you know it's not supposed to be for you. Not necessarily it's putting a limit. It is putting a limit on you because it's like, hey, this is not the direction I want you in. Like, But know the limit that, that you can... Know that limits aren't bad. Limits are good and limits... It's, it's, it's healthy. About, it's healthy. It's about how you perceive it, really. And so it's just like... if. If you if you allow limits to be placed on you based on negativity or based off of something else, mm. then it's kind of self, uh, it's like self affliction. But if it's a limit that God is trying to like you know keep you from, that's okay. It's like the water. Um, think about the ocean as the limit. Yeah. It only comes up to this amount and it goes back. That's the limitation. That's a good limit. You feel me? Your parents put a limit on you. Don't cross the street. Don't pass this curb, you know. Mm -hmm. But when is when you now you can drive. There you still got limits, speed limits, you know. But now you're behind the wheel, so just drive. Limits, like you said, limits aren't bad, but like don't put limitations on yourself due to fear. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. I don't know. It was a long one. No, that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense because I, I it, you know, each question deserves its due attention. Yeah. And so that that makes sense. That's good. That's good stuff. Appreciate that. Dog. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we're at about two hours. Oh boy. Um, today. Y'all have any anything else you want to say to to wrap this up? Because it's been solid. Yeah, it has been solid. Anything else about grip, self control, discipline? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Like you gotta lock in. I will always, I will always emphasize, you know, the importance of a wake up call, because whether it happens organically or whether you know you scroll on TikTok or you you just get a call from God, it's a message from God or whatever. Just take that and it's what you do with it. Like the message is there. God is looking for your commitment. He says, okay, you want it? Show me how bad you want it. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to put you in positions and you got to go and get it from there. And yeah. I think that's, it's going to be up and downs. It's going to be periods where you're taking a leap of faith, but that's where we talk about the determination, grit, self-control, all of that comes into play. Mm. Couldn't have said it any better. Bro. I wouldn't have wanted any other words. No. Mm. You, you, you for the for the closer. Yeah, for yeah. the closer. This is uh this is also our last episode. Yeah. Uh you you got anything you wanna say? Mm, uh <laughs> I'm sure in the future we can ha- we can add on to this series, but for the time being, for this yeah. next, you know, couple semesters, this this is it. This is it. Yeah, I think uh it's definitely been awesome. It's not over, right. just to know that, just to let you know. But I think uh, who's ever- do a check-in like a year, ooh, like next summer. Ooh. I'm with that, checking in. Six, six Even if it's over the phone, if you're yeah, in somewhere. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. I, don't, I, think, I think that'd be dope. All right, we're going to do that. How about yeah. we set to do that? All, All right, right cool. I'm with it. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, people out there listening, whoever listened to this podcast, um, it's time to get disciplined. It's time to get self-control, and it's time to establish your grit. If you want to go after it, um, and believe that you can have it, and it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My my closing thoughts for everybody. Uh, first, want to thank. This is a long episode. So I guess I forgot to say that. Too. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes, you made it this far. Um. And, and make sure you go listen to Pulp for the J. It's on Spotify. It's nice. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Josh Foam. Thank you for doing this episode. Thank Appreciate you, a lot. Added a lot of value to this. A lot of wisdom. Sir. A lot of wisdom, for sure. A lot of experience. Um, so, yes, thank you. Um, this is a long episode, especially if you're listening this far. You, you truly truly care so i appreciate it you're committed you are committed you got some grit if you're listening to this podcast go um but yeah i just i just hope that this this four episodes that we've put out have helped you guys to you know just recognize your worth more know yourself better um help you to stay positive uh help you to realize the importance of faith i hope that uh this was able to help you guys have confidence in who you are and and knowing what you bring to the table and then to tie it all in i hope that you guys were able to gain some knowledge about what it takes to get there and to to really grind and and work your way and have the discipline to to achieve what you want in this life and uh yeah there's a lot more to be said i'm sure but i hope that you know we were able to help 
And I know that you were, because, I mean, this has been great for me, even. Yeah, this has definitely been great for me. I definitely want to appreciate you, Josh, for coming on. Thank you. It has been a pleasure, bro. Shout um, your shout your Instagram. Yeah, shout out. Man. Whatever, or your Twitter. No, your yeah. Twitter. That's yeah, what you're my, really doing my, stuff on. My Instagram, J-Fel, J-F-E-L-T-O-N-N. -N. The Twitter is three N's. Oh, man. The Twitter has grown a lot. Yeah. The Twitter has grown a lot. All right. Y'all go check him out, because yeah, he's doing fine. some awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, God's got plans for you, bro. Absolutely, it's very clear. All right, this is it. Thank y'all for listening. I guess we'll see y'all in a year. We'll yeah, see. Yes. We will see. But thank you for being along for this journey. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll see y'all later. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I'm Dante. I'm Daniel. Let's go. We'll see y'all. Peace. Peace.